Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Yeah, hello. And we're coming to you today. Hopefully, we've had. Hopefully, we can put this episode up as a whole and not like what I had to do last week when I had to put it up in two parts. Yeah, still got the show out there, man. Yeah, I wanted to say I I, I recorded like a little like explanations to why it was in two parts and put that in and post at the start of the first half just you did. to give people. I, I shared that with the people. And because the show as a whole was. Three hours long, or at least just over it. With even when you added the music, or even it, without the music, it was like three hours. It was a long time. Yeah, luckily it was pretty much a show off to us that we were able to divide it so kind of easily. Mm-hmm. Like we could do the predictions and the general chat we did before that mm-hmm. in part one because we didn't do Fraser last week. We're no, gonna do we a double later on this episode. We are, and we were able to do the review with Earth One Paul as we get having to refer to him as. And he was a, he was a he was a good guy. I liked yeah, that guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. I was very I was very nervous before we started that recording. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure how this well, was gonna go. You were doing fine until you went and made that faux pas with Jimmy Del Rey. It was not a faux pas. I, <laughs> I pointed out Heavenly Body is not immediately what I would use to describe him. It was you and him that described. I think mostly him that described Jimmy Del Rey and Ludwig Borges the new Heavenly Bodies because they're dead now. Yeah. How is that a not a bigger faux pas than my thing? And I didn't see he, you didn't know. I didn't say he was a pedophile. I said he may look slightly like someone who'd be on a "Don't Talk to Strangers" poster. But everyone, I, everyone who's everyone could understand that implication, though. Yes, I know. I didn't say he was <laughs> one. And you do realize where we were only messing with you, Scott. Uh, don't take it personally. And anyway, even though even if it doesn't take away from how somebody looked when they're if they looked like a paedophile when they're like I'm not even gonna get into this. I just thought he looked like a terribly out of shape dude. <laughs> he, he was whenever you see a team like that wrestling for the titles you always think they're not gonna win the belts. I was fucking Phil Pritchard wasn't in the best shape, you know, he was quite a good wrestler. He helped train like guys in the late nineties, he helped The Rock and Kurt Angle. Yeah. But he was in when you look at him he didn't look the best physically and then even more ironically than the Heavenly Bodies. They put him in the fucking body donors, whose old gimmick was fitness alongside buddy Chris Candido and Sunny. At least they won a title though. Yeah. I think they, they won it more than once. Once, twice. Yeah. Because that thing, like, like I said in that, like I said in that show that in the mid 90s, like 95, 96, your tag team vision was body donors, Godwins, and smoking guns. One of those three teams or some random makeshift team. Well. And then at the end of 96, we had. Soul dog and Owen. Well, who else did we have around at that period? We had the new Blackjacks briefly. Shit. We had we had the beginnings of the outlaws. Not what they would be. Not what we they would the, be. We had the headbangers. We had the headbangers. We had the uh, Lelo D. Mm. We had the uh, fucking DOA. DOA. Yeah. Los Bariquas, a nation. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of factions, you know. Yeah, but not by I mean proper. Even even, even if you could classify it, you had the oddities as well. Mm-hmm. Those two main. I don't think I don't think you can. I don't think I'll go to class. I mean, the Quebecers came back for a while. Oh, randomly. I was Quebecers, aye. And then oh, uh, men on a mission briefly. Did they? Aye. Yeah. 
Well, I know, well, I know they won the titles. I know, I, yeah, yeah, they won them on like, a house show and then won them back on that same tour of house shows. Mm. Which is why they're typical, like, anything can happen. Come to our house shows. Yeah, I mean, Marty Gennetti might even win a belt. <laughs> no, he lost the belt at a live yeah. uh, set, 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 It was the one that he won on Roy. Yeah. Seb went and came out with something that was quite depressing, but also quite painfully funny, if you know what I mean. I was talking to him about Marty Gennetti and he came out with the classic, and he did. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, man. Well, you look at pictures of him, he probably wishes he was dead. Yeah. Did you see the wrestlers that are coming to Comic-Con? Yeah. Gennetti and Bulldog. No, Beefcake Bulldog. Oh, yeah, Beefcake. Mm. I was going to say, that would be a bigger... That would be a bigger reveal. Like, hello, I was going to take the piss. I was going to say, how, is, how, are we, how are you getting his autograph? Via Ouija board? Can you sign, sign less? Fuck off. off. I don't have a pen. <laughs> I'm bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we got we got saved, Jack. We were talking about the show last week, which I think like, I could have cut the show down significantly to make it a, a format that, that Anchor would have accepted. But I really thought everything I had was probably like this is necessary. The show won't be it was because the show was a lot of fun. I wanted to show people how fun we which fun we had recording it. Well, like, to show the people just how fun we can be. <laughs> we, we, Hooray! <laughs> but it was fun having that uh, Earthborn Paul. So she couldn't get. Everyone uh, Scott. Everyone Scott to come in as well, but circumstances were they were, and uh, hopefully we can get them on soon. We can maybe do something around Survivor yeah. Series today, or hopefully maybe we can if we find something we can, we all like non wrestling wise. We can even do that as well. We could even rope them on on what makes her a good movie thing. Yeah, pretty yeah. sure they they talk a lot about like pop culture stuff. So I'm pretty sure they'd have some opinions about yeah. that. I mean, I I talking about movie culture and things like that. You know, I seen a a cushion cover I quite wanted for my living room. Well, it was a child's play one, you know, Chucky one. Oh, yeah. And you know that thing of Chucky where he's standing with the garden chairs over the Jack in the Box thing? Not really, no. Yeah, that's but I'm not as familiar with the franchise as you are. Ah, I love the franchise, man. It was great. Apparently, they've fucking changed it all now. You see, giant Mark Hamill's doing the voice of Chucky now. See, I'd, I'd be curious to see that because, like, he does the Joker a lot, a lot of animated and that. And I heard like how you see how much he gets in either Joker like he's in bumper bumper traffic with Gennady like, going to a recording session he's practicing his wee laughs with everybody looking at him and apparently like when most actors would be sitting on a wee chair recording their lines he'd be standing up and doing like a facial expressions for the Joker yeah. and all that. He goes for his laugh. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Joker. Ha ha. <laughs> That's what he does. I'm Mark Hamill. Ha ha. No, have you ever actually heard his laugh? think so once it's kind of creepy yes yes he is very creepy you're thinking this is fucking Luke Skywalker and he's being creepy <laughs> anyway anyway we've got sidetracked at fuckland isn't that what we do that's our fucking thing yeah I know that's our thing you know how are you Paul I'm dandy Scott <laughs> I'm dandy as we can clearly tell you know the, the, the holidays have come to their, their end mm-hmm. my son is starting primary seven now Bizarre, you know. I'm all organised for the school, mm-hmm. you know, going back to school crap. I completed GTA Five again. Okay. Huzzah. That was very anticlimactic. How so? Well, you know, like the first time you play that game, and you get to the end where you have to kill like the you have the three people to kill, mm-hmm. and you do all the shit, and then you get to the end, and you just got that Devin Weston guy in the boot of the car, and you're like, 
Bye, Devin. Off the cliff. Yeah. And you're like, what am I going to do now? And I, I kind of done it differently this time. I, I basically done none of the strangers, the freaks and strangers missions. Mm-hmm. So look, by the time the main story was done, I would actually have something to fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Because I don't, I don't, you know, do what I assume most people do nowadays. I don't do online gaming as such. You know, I just yeah. game. I, I I get very little. I do very little gaming anymore. Like I play video games for the first, recently for the first time in a while. Uh, what did you play? I was playing Injustice Gods Among Us Any for good? PS3. It was very good. I, I really enjoy. It. I mean, I completed half the story in one night the first time I, I played it. That's pretty cool. I uh, I got uh, the Sega Mega Drive <laughs> compilation for my Xbox. I uh, yeah. I there was a there was a sequel to Injustice that came out a, a year or so ago. I, I still haven't even got it or played it, which I don't get why I haven't. Yeah, I'll probably do it at some point. Yeah, it's one of those things you'll eventually get around to. Yeah. I remember my wee cousin Ellie. I started teaching her one, one time to play Injustice on the the PS3. I think she was like three or something like that. I think she's like eight or nine now. And, and she she's at a stage she picked it up now. We've played it every now and then when she came up, but she she's at a stage you don't need to let her win. <laughs> She's like she can easily kick your ass at this game. So when I, I came up, I got up pretty late one uh, last week. Yeah. And she was up. I think it's actually maybe in the Sunday of SummerSlam, and I'd been mm-hmm. up like watching. Actually, I wasn't up watching Takeover, but I'll get to a reason why I wasn't watching it live. Yeah. In a minute, but I got up and she was there. My mom being like, oh, "I'm gonna be taking earlier, but I'm gonna go back for over there because she was knackered, and then I'm gonna go up and get you like you." Yeah, keep Ellie coming because she's yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went, alright Ellie, can I play the PlayStation? She went, okay. <laughs> and we're straight playing her. And she's good to, she, she knows how to play the game. Because she started off with the good strategy of mash every button that there is. That was my strategy growing up. And, and occasionally still now. One thing though is, she does not, because she, she's young, she doesn't shut the fuck up while she's playing it with you. And I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but like, but like, I was, it was a DC game, and so there's all these different characters and villains. And like, when I went Green Lantern, she wouldn't shut up about how bad the Green Lantern movie was. Like, you know, he's not, he can't hear you, right? I'm not the Green Lantern. <laughs> and she kept, she kept going like Wonder Woman because it seemed every time she went Wonder Woman, she won up until she finally lost, and then she said, "Just watch another character." Yeah, I was like that with with games. What you always went Wonder Woman? No, I always went. <laughs> I always played Tekken and went King. Ah. or. Or Lee, like you were. I don't. Know, I, don't I didn't play a lot of Mortal Kombat. But I think it's the same people who developed the Mortal Kombat games that did, that did Injustice. Yeah. So like, because I've completed the story and download, we've got we were download. We were able to download as a character from Mortal Kombat that you can get in the game, like uh, Scorpion. Yeah. He's not in the actual, uh, storyline, but he, he's good to play. Like just when you're doing random fights, and. Like, if you win at him, he just, he stabs you and just rips his, he just goes, to hell with you. <laughs> he, he just sends you to hell. <laughs> and, like, we all, each of them have like, their introduction at the start of the fights. Like, if you're green arrow, you, you shoot in, sling down a rope from an arrow. Yeah. Like, you're injured. And his entrance is, he's in a stadium fight, Sub-Zero, and just he's a bit of killing me, suddenly teleports to wherever the, you're playing, the, whatever location you're playing the fight in. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a cool game. See, you're excited about game. Yeah. I play GTA and I'm probably going to play some wrestling again soon. I, I, I like, you 
seen the announcement of 2K20 is coming out, uh, Becky and Roman are on the cover. Yep. It's the first time two people have been on the cover. <laughs> and uh, China's in the game. Is she? It's the first time I think Smackdown 2 she's been in a video game. Christ, that's going to be cool. Uh, and definitely my man said to Becky Lynch about Becky Lynch on Twitter, like, congratulations Becky being the first woman to create the cover of a WWE video game. To which someone sent Stephanie a picture of that last Smackdown game that China was in. And yeah. she's there, in the corner of the cover. She's not prominently featured, but you can see her. Yeah. Like, just sitting in the picture with a big red circle around where China is, like, here, <laughs> see her, mind her. Uh, Are you only just put in the Hall of Fame? Did she respond? I don't think she did. No. But probably. You, probably. You, know, you know, if you like the McMahon's, like, especially with Vince and maybe Stephanie, like, I think they probably have people, like, send the tweets when they say, they, like, say, I'm sending a tweet about this thing. Yeah. And then the other people do it for them. So... I doubt you've definitely even seen it. See, you'd, you'd think at this point it would be wise to that kind of thing. You know, like if we make a simple wee faux pas, it would be like, eh, excuse me, this picture right here. I like, mean, she put a, said a quote in like, some business corner, like, philanthropy is the future of marketing. Basically saying, like, if you're a business, do charity work, make yourself look good. Yeah. So now every time they do charity, everybody looks and, like, looks at, looks at it like, Aye, but you know, Stephanie said that thing, so are they doing it because they want to Aye. help this cause? Are they doing it to make themselves look good? Little from column A. Mm-hmm. Little, Little from column B. B. I, like, I like that. I like that phrase. Yeah. But yeah, like as I was saying about the video game, like, I'm only, I've only played a little bit of like, 2K19, like, because like, ever, ever since like, 2K15, like, I've struggled to, like, they change the controls up. And yeah. like, it's annoying for me, like, especially like, the getting out of submissions. Yeah. It used to be like, you just press like, you know, all four of the buttons like together, like quick enough succession, like all at the same time. Yeah. And eventually you'll get out of the submission, or where whereas in this you need to like turn your wee circle, but until the wee, this wee circle goes all red and all like, like how am I supposed to turn this fast enough? I can never think to turn it yeah, fast see, enough. Yeah, I preferred the system we had where you you know that you had the bar. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I get what you mean. I preferred that one. Oh yeah, you the two lines there. Yeah, so that was like, a bit complicated. See that was. Bit only a bit, I think I prefer that to the random, like make the yeah, that, that seems annoying. The best way in the modern games because I've, I've only played the more recent games a few times, and I feel the best way to stay out of a submission move is to take any opportunity you can to attack your opponent with a chair. Yeah, that's what I do. I uh, like the last game I played properly was like uh, WWE 2, 2K14, which had the 30 years of WrestleMania storyline. And, like, I remember right, WrestleMania 20, they were like, oh, we can't do the, we need a match from this show, we can't do uh, the main event. Let's just see a big show, like, you know, Angle, Angle Eddie, there's yeah. an issue with that one. Yeah. Well, I think Angle's technically still in TNA, maybe that's why they didn't do it, but who knows. Yeah, and, well, I remember that is when I finally unlocked all the belts that were available, like, just making random matches, crowning every champion, like, <laughs> There's a shitload of belts available in that game that half the roster yeah. had a fucking title like like ten different ver- alternate versions of a WCW belt, especially including the one that was spray painted by Hogan. Do you know what I did whenever I won, like unlocked everything on those games? What reverted everything mm-hmm. to WWF looking shit. Uh-huh. You know, like Wind Eagle title. Uh-huh. You know, got rid of all the modern looking crap and. Oh, there were so many versions of the WWE title on that, because they, they had the Winged Eagle, they had like old school versions, like Hogan. They had the Miz one, they uh, had the, the Edge one, the, Edge one, the Rock one, the, uh, the Austin one. Skull. Uh, 
Yeah, the Attitude Era one, the spinning one, like yeah. that, and then the more modern one because they introduced like the current version by that point. Yeah. So it's like it's ten different versions crap. of the, ten different versions of the WWE title. It even had the fucking AWA title. I know. Even though half the people are probably playing that game, like were quite too young to know the AWA. And was. they they always seem to have the million dollar title too. Yeah. You know, and then you've got like the multiple variations of tag belts, yeah. IC belts. Yeah. Like yeah, because you've got the different, different variations, like the world, the WWE, the the current ones. You got we had the ECW, WCW version. Mm. ECW tag titles looks fucking horrendous though, design wise. <laughs> only, only really when I'm thinking the ECW tag team titles, I only think of that one team. What one team? The, uh, the bald guy and a long haired guy. The, Pitbulls. The, el- the Eliminators. The Eliminators. Uh, I Perry Saturn was in the Eliminators. That's the one. And then Cronus. Yeah, oh, he's dead now. Cronus, Cronus. yeah, I think so. Yeah. And Perry Saturn's not doing too well these days. He's not. Nah, he's, he's suffering a lot of shit nowadays. Mm-hmm. But, so yeah, I don't think, this is the longest we've ever talked about video games because... Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't think myself is that big of a gamer, basically, not like nowadays. Um, I, I, if, however big a gamer you are, I'm less so. Yeah. You know. I don't, I'm only playing this thing because Seb mm-hmm. gave me because he got a PS4. Yeah. You know, and I thought, fuck it. I mean, I've got some like spare time, like I've got a few weeks till uh, uni starts back up again. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe, like, I'll, maybe I'll start playing GK14 or, or Injustice again, like, because Injustice, they have these, like, gauntlets. We go go to like ten, like good characters. One's like an all hero version or an all villain version, or just like different. And the difficulty goes up as you go along. And mm. in most versions, the final boss is always Superman. I would, I would, I would like it if you were to dust off your skills on two K thirteen. The attitude era one. Oh yeah, I haven't played that. I don't think I've played a lot of that either. Like yeah, but if you if you dusted up your skill on that one, mm-hmm. I would give you a a contest on that one. Ah, I was gonna say like. Really, even though the controls are probably similar, like it's just a case of like knowing what button it is. Definitely yeah. on Xbox to PS to PlayStation, I'd probably still struggle because like I'm so used to <laughs> between that the rare times I I get kind of an Xbox controller. I'm so used to be like, what what do I do? What do is, I do with it? What is this button? What is what is X? <laughs> it's the same as on a PlayStation, is it? It doesn't look right. <laughs> Yo, you do do that. Well, that the pad looks wrong. Like I'd be like, well, how can it be the same? Like well, in the neutrinos when he's. Hopped up on Hendrix and he's studying. Is this a word? Yes. Council. Is it? It doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel like that when I was when I, sometimes when I'm studying for exams and shit like nothing's fucking going in. <laughs> but no, I would I, I would probably kick your ass on the two K thirteen. Well, maybe I'll try and get some practice at two K thirteen and I'll take you up on that. You should. Yeah. And be prepared to lose. Ooh. A lot. Have you, I don't know if you played this in 2K14, they had the uh, Defend the Streak and Protect the Streak. I had that one. Right. Yeah. And I remember, like, I beat so many different people when I was playing Taker Defending the Streak. They just got to a stage where, like, oh, fuck, I'm bored now. I beat, like, mm. 20 guys. It was very difficult. To beat the Streak. And that, that part of the game, to beat Undertaker. I know, because suddenly, like, no matter who you went, suddenly, if you even... You chose like a bunch of finishers going into it. Well, suddenly Undertaker's health was suddenly like. You know, like when you had to beat a streak with that a diesel. I, know, I tried it as diesel before. You know, and that was that was the specific quota, quota to like get like, unlock the. I mm-hmm. think it was like the 
Mania 12 Undertaker or some shit. Uh-huh. You know, a classic Taker. Mm-hmm. And like you say, you could you could hit him with maybe three, even sometimes four tombstones. Uh-huh. And he would still kick out. And you're like, how much more shit do I have to do? Yeah, I know. Like... The, the one time I finally beat him, it took tombstone and through the table. Who has? The Diesel. A Diesel, yeah. I, I got him through the table and got him back in and then jackknifed him mm-hmm. and finally won it. Well, that was four, four tombstones and a jackknife. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I had it on professional. I never see the point in playing that game unless you play it on professional because if you can master it on professional, mm-hmm. no one can beat you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is why you should be prepared to lose. Actually, I've pretty much forgotten about the same, like, professional and shit like that. No, I, I'm always make sure that professional's on and blood is on. I remember, like, for a while, whenever I got the new game, I'd, like, I purposely went to career wrestling and created a jobber. Yeah. Just occasionally, they randomly beat up every now and then, <laughs> and I was bored. Like, just, like, the most generic-looking character, lower all his sentence to the lowest possible sentence. Yeah. And then, like, I call him, I wanted to call him jobber, and, like, like we couldn't, so... The thing like he made me as I put first name job and then second name just put an A so the rhinos just the job A because they have to pronounce it as A because they're fucking American and not A so sorry to any Americans job like, A like, so they had to pronounce it the job A I know I know it's I know it's juvenile but you know it's not juvenile it's funny I apologise to Americans after saying that, you know, like we had an American on last week, so I don't want to offend too many Americans. Oh. But anyway, anything else happened in your week, Paul, where we got sidetracked with the whole video game chat? Oh, I, I just did one thing to add into the video game chat. Yeah. One thing that aggrieved me slightly, I can't remember which one of them it changed on. Uh-huh. But do you remember, like, 2K13, 14, World War, uh-huh. the sound the chair made when it hit someone? Vaguely. It, it made a good sound, right? Mm-hmm. And then when it got, I can't remember what game it changed, but when it changed, it sounded so shit. Uh-huh. It was like, kind of like dropping a tin kind of sound. Uh-huh. Like, and you're like, where's the oomph? Where's the sound? Obviously, you still hit them with the chair, though. You still, like, you have the advantage now, you've hit them with the chair, yeah, though. But it didn't sound violent enough. <laughs> My sound effects are not violent enough. What a well, weird yeah. complaint to have. It, it, it agrees me, you know, if I'm going to hit some guy in the face with a chair and make him bleed, I want it to sound like it hurts. You know, hitting a real person with a chair though, a real person would make a sound, but what does it matter if a virtual guy does not make the sound? real person would make a sound, but you wouldn't want to hit a real person with a chair. Obviously, video, sometimes video games don't really need realism though, do they? Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. We're not going to get into the argument, it's going to be the, the contradiction sketch from fucking Monty Python. No, it's not. It's this. No, it's not. We're moving on. No, we're not. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that was funny for all of two seconds. That was, uh, <laughs> I wish they would bring back GM mode on the video games. Yeah? Yeah. That was like Smackdown v Raw. Aye, that was way back in like, the Smackdown yeah. v Raw like, days. And... Like, they're doing the whole career mode, I think, where you go from, like, the Indies to NXT, but now you can do career mode as a male wrestler and a female wrestler. Nice. Uh, the showcase this year is the Four Horsewomen storyline. Oh, right. So, I hear Be- so Becky, uh, Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey. I hear The Fiend is going to be uh, 
premium con- content uh, or something. Uh, something like scary, like Patch. Yeah. Uh, uh, Frank Frank and Braun as well. Or something. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just good to so hopefully be a, like a feature part of the the game. Like also the mix match challenge is going to be featured as part of the this new game. Oh. Which I realised that apparently I don't know if I said, but apparently recent games like the last. Most recently, on 2K19, yeah. didn't allow you to do mixed tag matches. Wild, man. Because uh, I mean, I was watching this channel where they were doing, with each pay per view, they would do uh, full 2K19 playthroughs of like, the card of upcoming babies. So, like, so, like, 20, Stream Mills 2019, we're going to simulate all the matches, but via like 2K19, and yeah. like, play them out. Like, they did one like where they just played the full card of WrestleMania X7 on 2K19, which I really want to watch at some point. Yeah. But, uh, like when they were doing Extreme Rules, the main event was obviously the mixed tag, the Seth Becky v Corbin Lacey then, and they realised they couldn't do a mixed tag, so in order to do the thing, they went into creative mode and created a male Becky Lynch and a male Lacey Evans and just did a standard tag match, <laughs> which was pretty cool, Jeez. I think. But you can do that now. I mean, because now the mixed match challenge is a thing. I'm screwed, I'm going to have to buy a, a more updated console. Yeah. Which kind of sucks, I mean, what, what would you say is my... The lowest I'd be paying for something because I know PS4s are like one sixty or something. I, I can tell you about yeah. it. just it it does pain me like like see when the consoles get to a certain stage mm-hmm. and they just they don't bring out titles for them anymore. Yeah. Which is what's happened with this because I think the last one that came out for that was the last two K one that came mm-hmm. out was I think they brought eighteen out on that one. Uh-huh. But I don't think they brought nineteen out on three sixty. I'm unsure anyway. No, yeah. I mean, I tell you, like, we've talked about, I talked about, I gave you that rant a few weeks ago about uh, when I went to Rikakus for dinner and meet us and the, the Dutch guys that came over to Tom and that were playing uh, Mario Kart in the N64. Nah, cool. I tell you that, that, <laughs> that, that talk about it on this show. I think you, I think you mentioned it briefly. Yeah, like, we went so. over, we were, they were playing Nintendo 64, they were playing Mario Kart as we went in. Mario. Yeah. I'm, I'm great at Mario Kart, I'm great at it on the Wii, I've never played it on the N64 though, because I, I haven't played the N64 is, in years. Remind me, is the Wii that thing where you basically have to fucking drive the car yourself? Yeah, you, have the, Wii, you have the Wii steering wheel yeah. thing. You're sitting there like some cunt going, <laughs> yeah, I'm driving the car. <laughs> I, I enjoy it, but like, I'm better, I'm really good at it like, on the Wii, like, bad. like I said, I haven't played the N64 in years, like, even when I did used to play the N64, <laughs> I mainly played it, used it to play Pokemon Stadium. Golden Eye, mm. and also, and I think you mentioned that too. I think I did mention it on top. I think I used to play. We had this pod, Star Wars pod racing game to play that as well. Yeah, because I asked you if it was Wipeout or something, and you're like, it wasn't Wipeout. No. Yeah. But so we went. I sat down, and if anyone does this when they play Mario Kart, you're a cunt as well. Do tell me. But we sat down, and Tom, I love Tom. He's from. He's one of our pals from Manchester. Is he the one that does something that made him a cunt? Yes. Right. I love Tom. He and him saying, I want it that way, I want a Kaku's karaoke. We shared a special moment. It was a fucking chin, right? <laughs> Share that special moment. And it's come out means something because he decides to choose a course. And he chooses Rainbow Road, which everybody agrees is the most difficult level in the yeah, whole game. course. Yes, it's a very difficult course, especially when you're in my position, you're playing a console you haven't played in years, you're trying to figure out, okay, what, what are the differences in controls when you're playing it on this console as opposed to the console I'm usually playing it on? The N sixty four controller was one of the most irritating fucking things on the yeah. planet. Well, so like you were like, so the end result have ends up me being me coming in fourth for the majority of the race, 
I'm constantly banging into the wall hmm. to the point where I'm like, is this is this still that one? Can someone just win this fucking game? Do you want to hear a, a guilty admission? Do tell. I've never ever played Mario Kart. You're shame, sir. Oh, I tell you, I, I get weirdly into Mario Kart even when I'm playing by myself. Do you get competitive? Weirdly, yeah. But like, I was playing it right now, sat at the end of my brother's bed, like I was playing, I was getting right in the thing because I was winning the majority of the race. Yeah. I was in the last lap and I'm winning. You, you were solid. So I'm trying game. to maintain my lead and I'm focused, right? So my brother, what he does is he sneaks up behind me because I'm sitting on a wee ledge at the end of his bed and he just pulls my shoulder and goes, ah! And I want to go like, ah! And, it goes, and I think I just about lost my lead and I like, because I'm so focused that I didn't, I forgot everything. You were in the zone. I, I didn't realise anybody else was a roommate. And then he just does that. I'm like, oh, like, oh you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you, I was in the zone, man. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> you I still as bad as walking up to something with a dead race or something. Like, oh, nah, mm. have all their ass up or some shit. You're like, get the fuck, man, I'm doing this. It's, you, for the briefest second, you think the Lord should turn around and throw a punch. I know. You're like, fucking... Get. We've been talking for nearly half an hour. A lot of it more has been about video games than we've ever talked about before. I don't believe we've ever really talked about video games, really. I know. But Weird. damn it, we add shit in all the time. Yeah. We're on, we're on new horizons here, man. Yeah, so does anybody out there who's like, you know, I wish they talk about video games more often. There you go. Are you happy now? Are you happy? Well, maybe we'll play 2K13 at some point. And maybe... We will, and I'll kick his ass. <laughs> and I'll go, ha 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 ha. <laughs> anyway, I'll be terribly childish. But other than video games, Paul, and obviously getting their stuff together for back for to school, schools. Oh, when does Dev start back at? Tomorrow. Oh yeah, because we're recording this on a, on a Sunday. Yes, he starts back tomorrow. He has to get all his all his self organised yeah. tomorrow. Early to bed and all, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I don't really need to do that anymore because, like, when you're starting back to college or university, you're just like, ah, my bag's fine. Like, oh, <laughs> like. <laughs> did I empty it when this when the film finished? Nah, no, so it's fine. No, this book, this notebook's full. I'm gonna get, I'll buy another notebook for like a quid. That'll do me for the year. Uh, you're like, what do I need? Notebook, ah. pencil. See, it's not like what you said after school, like you need to buy like new uniforms and shit like that. Mm. But, I mean, fuck's sake, when we were starting back in college at the time, what was that? I was up. Cigarettes. <laughs> that was your main concern. Yeah. Cigarettes and iron brew before it went shit. Yeah. But, so, other than that, Paul, how's your week? Ah, oh, my week's been fine. You know, I've been, I've been watching so much YouTube. Yeah. You know, like, it seems to be my go-to viewing mm-hmm. uh, thing now. And I'm really obsessed with that Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. I love that program, man. Do you watch it? Have no. you seen it? I, well, I watched the clip that you showed me, yeah. I've seen one of the trailer clips. But I, I, I'm really into those two, like Rhett and Link were very yeah. funny. I remember, like, they were doing this experiment, does music help food, help affect the taste of food, and they had Linkin Park in. Yeah. This was before lead singer, like, killed yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had him and the guy Mike who did the rapping part, they had them in, right before they ate, they would, like, do different vocal things, so they had one where he would be properly, like, screaming, yeah. and then they, would do, then they would eat, and then they'd do one where he sings, like, softly. And then they would eat the, the food to like see if that affected. Yeah. It was based on some study they dread. So <laughs> I watched one the other day where they were tricking Link, you know, with one of the glasses. Uh-huh. They were tricking him because they went and came up with this so-called pill you could take uh-huh. to lessen the effect of spicy food. 
uh-huh. but it was bullshit. It was a placebo. <laughs> yeah. So he would take this thing and then start taking these peppers. Uh-huh. But surprisingly, they did have some sort of a placebo effect because he believed. Yeah. They were gonna look like. Usually he would take like a hot pepper or something. He'd be like, he'd either be going like, or ah, it's burning. But he was <laughs> sitting there going, this isn't actually too bad, mm-hmm. you know. And like, and he's sitting there going, you're not feeling shit, man. That sucks, man. Because <laughs> they were kind of hoping to fuck with him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I watched uh, one they did today, and it was it was it was kind of gross because they were doing, you know, our thing, will it. You know, mm-hmm. will it cupcake? Will it do this? Will it that? Yeah, you show me the will it jerky one. Yeah, they were doing will it soup. Well, I, mean, yeah. I, I can already tell this is going to be bad. And you know, the first couple we did, we actually really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. One was like uh, Krispy Kreme cinnamon and shit. And another good. one they did that was really nice. I think it was like like blue cheese. It was like a really... Oh. I know. Oh. oh, you just did a link. He does that a lot. But we both really enjoyed it, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the other in-between ones, but the last one we done, uh-huh. Peg Anus. What? Peg Anus. Fuck him, hell. Yeah, Peg Anus soup. It didn't oh. soup. No, I'm going to be fucking sick now. It Just didn't soup. Just think of it. Let fucking have me to try and, it. And then we did Will It Nugget. What? Will It, it nugget. nugget. You know, like a chicken nugget? Yeah. We did that, and we did it with Caesar salad. And we said that sucked. And we did it with uh, uh, Sour Patch Kids. Oh, yeah, it seems like a wicked one. We said that one was good. I really want to try that, actually. But then we did (sighs) Beaver Balls. Oh, for fuck's sake. Beaver Balls. Beaver Balls. And all I could say was, so chewy. (laughs) Oh, God. You know? But yeah, beaver balls and Caesar salad and things like that. And I assume a lot of these are like a couple of years old. Well, a lot of them are older than that. But but some of them we do are very funny. You know, because they, nine times out of ten you can set your money on Link puking. Mm-hmm. Or going... Mm-hmm. And Rhett sits there and he, sit, he takes a bite of something... And he has that look is on Rhett, his face. Is Rhett the one that has the beard? Yeah, yeah, he's, one, sure he's the beardy the... one. Yeah. He is the one with the facial fuzz. But we are both very engaging. Yeah. You talk about nuggets. We tried to like the new, like the top there the spicy chicken nuggets. My brother says it's actually not the this nuggets are spicy. It's the dip you get with them that makes them spicy. Yeah. He says like the actual we actually tried the spicy chicken nuggets. They're like regular chicken nuggets. But just have a bit more seasoning on them. Oh. But it's the actual dip that makes them spicy. I I have been using that quite exclusively, as you can see. Okay. My Reaper sauce, yeah. And I was right, you know. I've come to the conclusion that I was correct. About what? Well, you remember the other week when I was talking about it, right? And I hit on the theory that maybe the only reason these people, when they take these challenges for hot peppers and shit, they fucking... They take too much. You know, look, too much pepper is going to bore you to fuck. Uh-huh. Whenever I've been using this, I have a couple of drops. Mm-hmm. Like, two to three drops of it. It adds a lot of heat, but nothing that you can't handle. Mm-hmm. And it, you can always taste the food. You know what I mean? You get the added heat, the nice spice and the heat, but you can still taste the food. So, mm-hmm. used properly, this ain't too bad. 
if you do what me and Brian did when we first got it, and go, and I went like that, they're like, go on, take a dab on your finger, go on. And I went, well, I can't make him do it if I don't, so both took a dab and went, eh. Oh. We went, eh. <laughs> well, people are really here, Paul, over the bathroom, ice cream man, it was in the background now. Bastard ice cream man. <laughs> and he won't even give us any fucking freebies. I know. I want a double nugget, you prick. Was it maybe because we tell him, shut the fuck up, we're trying to do a podcast? Well, you make... said that to him, I never said it. I just agreed with you, you might give me a cone. <laughs> you're you're an accessory, that's why you're not getting any freebies. Ah, oh, fuck. So there you go, if you want freebies, don't tell me fuck off because you're doing a podcast. So it's your fault, so next time he's here, you owe me a cone. I do not owe you fucking anything. Okay, get me one anyway, because I'm your friend and colleague. No. <laughs> you're like fucking Nick, whatever, fucking Hot Fuzz or Sean the Dead. Why is it from the shops? Yeah. That's from Shaun of the Dead. They do it in uh, Hot Vuds as well. That's why it's called the Cornetto Trilogy. Ah. And then the third film, only one real like, hint of Cornetto because uh, Nick Vroskar is trying to give up jumping and then just one point as he's clearing up like shit of uh, Cornetto, empty Cornetto rubber flutes yeah, by him. That's at the end. Yeah, the very end. Do you know that, that last film though? Uh-huh. The World's End. Yeah, I I wasn't so keen on it. Yeah, yeah, that weirdly when it was when it came less about the drinking at the start, and then all some moralistic shit. When it became less about drinking and more about the aliens, it weirdly became shit. shit. Yeah. At first, the first half was good. The second half, not so much. I didn't like it when it turned into some moralistic sad act shite. Mm-hmm. But you know, hot fuzz. Yeah, hot I fuzz love is that. Class, and as is Shaun of the Dead. I like watched, that. Like that. I was watching that. I was watching that a few weeks ago on uh, on Netflix. Which Shaun one? of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Because, like, hopefully it seems to be the one I watched the most because I had it on DVD. It's just like that bit of uh, Shaun of the Dead, was it? Like that time we stayed up all night playing Tekken 2 and drinking apple snaps. Yeah. yeah. Now, when was that? That was five years ago. When's you going home? <laughs> <laughs> and the front door is open. Again! <laughs> it's like, it's not, not hip-hop. It's electro. Prick. It's time I see him. He's dead. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I didn't have like this. Like I'm really having a lot of fun like talking about this shit and talking about the video games we talked about a minute ago. Yes. Because but, I've I've not had the best week because I've been fucking going for like doing job interviews and half the time it's for shit I don't even want. It's just you you you're meeting your quota. Yeah, I just I just want like like any show I'm looking for work and like I'd be happy like to get a bit of work like to do that in between like doing like uni whenever I go but why don't you wear a sign just say give me a fucking job because I'm not quite that desperate yet ah I'll give it a couple of months and if I'm still that desperate maybe maybe I can make you a sign mm-hmm. yeah I'll give you something to do during the day oh, Paul give, give me, me a... a fucking job please. and on the back you cunt I was going to say just in small letters please I think you cunts is more effective. I don't think it's a. I don't think really they'll take too kindly to it. No, I'll be like, that guy's got gusto. He's calling us cunts for not giving him a job. Let's give him a job. We're cunts for not giving him a job. I've got another interview on Tuesday. <laughs> no, we'll go. Whoever made that sign for him is a great guy. Give him a job. Well, I'll just, I'll just take credit for the sign. I said, oh, I did it myself. Oh, I'll patent it. <laughs> no, you won't. Yes, I will. No, you just won't. to annoy you. I'll have, I'll have photograph, photographed evidence of me creating the sign. I will account it. I, know, I, don't, I do not know this man. Who is this red recipe? How do I get away from him? Does he have a hunting knife? Is that too <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Uh, good old bit of black book No, he there. can't afford a hunting knife. <laughs> Has he got a butter knife too? <laughs> I'll get you. <laughs> Perhaps you could use it to shine sunlight into my eyes. <laughs> but uh, one thing we are going to be talking about later on is SummerSlam. Because we are a week removed at the time of recording from SummerSlam 2019. They had pyro. Yeah, I know, they had pyro. We had, not enough pyro, but they had some, yeah. How much more pyro do you want? All the pyro. You want the building to be set on fire, there's so much pyro. Yes. Not really, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, lots say, of we pyro. Don't, we don't want to send a wrong message there, do no. we? No, lots of pyro, though. It was very exciting. Yes. But before that... We've got not one, but two episodes for you to cover to make up for the episode we did do last week. Is this episode going to make you happy, Scott? You're seeing the, the culmination of a certain character. Yes mm-hmm. and no. In a way, weird way. Because you'll have nothing to complain about when we're finished this, will you? Oh, I, I plenty to complain about, especially when it comes to you. Oh man, that's <laughs> harsh, dude. There is me. Where is me going to make you a sign and get you a job? Now you can fuck off. I'll I'll make a sign calling you a cunt. Now you were going to make a sign that you were going to try and patent to then get yourself a job. So really, you were looking out for yourself, not me. Of course I was, but you were you were definitely an afterthought. Oh, how nice of you. <laughs> but that aside, it's time for an, yet another double feature. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so we start with season three, episode ten. It's hard to say goodbye if you won't mm-hmm. leave. And of all the places they could start this episode, Paul, would you believe that we start it in the booth? Not in the pub. No. Oh. He rarely starts it. If any episodes in the pub. There has never been an episode started in the pub. I don't think. There've been episodes where he's in a pub, but not. Yeah, but it has never started there. But anyway, it starts in the booth. Never starts in the pub. It's not cheers. <laughs> but he's in the booth. And he's going to a break, and Roz says, and I'm like, okay, there you go. When we come back from this spot, we need uh, 15 seconds, like, station plug, and then we go into the news. She's like, I'll count you down, like, to make sure he's on time. And he's like, he's like no, no, I, I don't need counted in. I have perfect timing. When I was playing high seek as a child, I was the only one who didn't have to use the phrase, one hippopotamus, two hippopotamus. Fraser, you're a terrible time. You, you, you're either going over or talking during the news. I am not. And she goes, fine, I'll bet you 20 bucks that you blow this. And you're on. So they both put like 10 bucks. Yeah. So you just say, welcome back. After the news, we'll, this first hour, we've covered uh, everything, everything from, from... from bulimia to xenophobia. What will be next? <laughs> Second hour. Tune in. Find out what's going on. Doctor will be in and he'll be listening. And then he's like, hmm. oh, this is KSL. And he's like, damn it. And she comes in and she's like, one Andrew Jackson, two Andrew Jacksons. <laughs> And he's like, oh, sorry, they go, oh, let's get in here, Sonny. And then just in the middle of the news, cuts them off. <laughs> and just Kate's there, like, that was it's, smooth. It's a look on his face, dude, like, oh, fuck. You know, he's like, damn it. And just the smugness and Roger's just carrying her two ten dollars worth. One Andrew two Jackson. Jackson. Two, two Andrew, Andrew Jacksons. And uh, it's just Kate and... And, and there, there is an instance of an instance of interest and fact you can find out on Frasier. Hmm. Who is on his $20 bill? Andrew Jackson. I knew he was on a bill. Who? I I think Ben Franklin is on the hundred dollar. Yeah, he's a Ben Franklin. And I think Lincoln's on the one dollar bill. I think. Is that not Washington? Or Washington? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 
We're getting was, terribly sidetracked by Madness. Some old man. Yeah, some old man. I, I only, I think, I only know that Ben's on the uh, the hundred dollar. I think partly due to a Fresh Prince episode where somebody pays off Jeffrey and he takes the dollar in a hybrid voice. Goes, "Ooh, it's Ben." <laughs> anyway, that aside. So she's talking to me about ads. What? Do, sorry, oh, you're talking about money. Still game. <laughs> what? What do you say to Rabbi Bonds? Actually, Mr. McDade, that's the Lord Bailey. Oh. I always thought that was Bonds. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, Keith's trying to talk to him about sponsors now, but while he's you thought he's like fading off and thinking about what they did in the booth. Thinking about their dirty time in the booth. And he's like, and there's a point where she's just, you want to be on top, don't you, Fraser? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> And then when she leaves, Rose is all like, "Like what was that?" She's like, "Some like, I know that look. Like I was, I was, I didn't know better. I think you got a thing for Kate, me, oh, Rose. You're look, you're all flushed. I had Mex- Mexican for lunch. It's not an attraction. It's merely a chimichanga. <laughs> and like, uh, and like, uh, like, don't tell me. She's like, she's trying to press him for everything. Like, I will You know, everybody knows you're the biggest gossip in the station. I won't tell you anything till you shake on it. Okay." Kate and I. Oh my god, she's doing it. No, you, she? you've missed a bit. Okay, then do enlighten me. Fill in for me. He, he's like, oh, come on, everyone knows you're bringing gossip in the station. I'm like, oh my god, I'm sending a powder gag here. You got a thing for Kate. <laughs> then he's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. So you, you shake, shake my hand. And he shakes. He goes to shake and she's like, like the class Buzz. dance. Kate and I. Right. Oh my god, Kate's dirty girl. And she's trying god. to pull away like, and I didn't like, shake. Oh, and he starts like grabbing her hand like, he's shaking, shaking. She's like, damn it. <laughs> Oh god, she's the one you had on the desk and you were calling Durga yeah, like on the oh. airwaves. And she, she's all like she's like she can't believe it, but she's also quite disgusted, like Ugh. Then she pictures Fraser and Kate and Fraser kind of staggering and falling over with his pa- fucking pants around his ankles. Yeah, because he's trying to explain like, oh we didn't mean for it to happen while well, he's talking, she and, and the sort of visualizes and, it. And he like rolls his hands down and he goes towards her and falls on his face. She's like, Oh, I'll never do that yeah. again. And at that is he's like, do what? We'll never think of Fraser in a sexual context. <laughs> Although that begs the question: How often was she thinking of him in a sexual context? If that is the the real answer. Very true. So we cut to the apartment where, well, it's a bit better. Nails is annoying everyone because he's nothing else to do. Yeah. He goes, I noticed you because uh, Daphne's in the kitchen making dinner. Like, I noticed you grate that carrot at a forty-five degree angle. Is that a the reason for that? No, it's just an old habit. <laughs> and why are you grating carrots? Because we had carrots. Oh. And then you're like, wait, wait, why don't you, why don't you help create the carrot? Because he's trying to like, no, I'm doing it on my own. I think it's best that I'm going to cook for myself. So she's like, I'll get the chicken, you create the carrots. He's like, hmm, ah. thousands of little metal teeth. And then he, he cut your, and he could cut right through my flesh. And he's like, oh, and he bumps it hard and she drops one of the wee chickens. <laughs> I love the way she sort of secretly just leans down to get the chicken. Aye. Like, hmm, I'm noticing you're putting a toothpick in that particular piece of chicken. Any particular reason for that? Uh, no, just, just marking out the one that's yours. Ah. He like, he's like, smiling. He's like, oh, how considerate of you. <laughs> like, oh, also, I'm usually, I bleed like a member of the royal family. Russian royal family. <laughs> like, why don't you go sit the table? Okay. Do let me know if you need help with grating. I think oh, there's been enough grating tonight. <laughs> so he goes to the living room where Martin's writing a letter. He's like, writing a letter? No, I'm writing my memoirs. memoirs. So he has a yes. That's the... My old army buddy. It's the improper use of a hyphen. I hardly think Maury Dingman will mind. 
probably won't mind that Miss Comma in that run-on sentence. And then he's just like... And she also should write a end a sentence with a preposition. And then he gets me better paper and writes something. He writes and hands it to like, not to be, not to be precise, but up as a preposition too. <laughs> <laughs> and then Idra comes in and Miles offers him the tickets to the symphony for the next morning and he says, oh no, I've got some blind date. And he doesn't look like, too infused. Because he's, he's talking about... He talk- I met, I'm, I've got a blind date. I'm, her name's... Her name's What's her name? I can't remember. Her name. Yeah, but her name's such and such. I met her in my accountant's office. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember when I was in the service. I get off of the new floor and head straight to the accountant and see where the action was. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he's talking about how he's not really enthused because he's thinking about Kate. And, like, Hermes full on fantasies of both. Like, and Mark goes, oh, there's something wrong with that. I remember your mother in her day. She was this young thing. I remember she's a picture in this cheerleader. Outfit, like, oh, oh, dad, dad. dad. Oh, come on. It's probably natural. And then he starts... Scraping another one he had, like, Dad. Dad, really? Oh, okay. We were one for... day, the stork came down and dropped you in a little basket. <laughs> While we were out for a church picnic. Was that so, so hard? hard. <laughs> and, like, Daphne and that come in, they'll try to, like, encourage him, like, well, why don't you say something to her? Like, oh, we said we wouldn't pursue it. And you know, how, she's not even giving any indication that she feels the same as me. And then Mills unhelpfully goes, yes, and what happens if she does, does pursue it? And she does reject him. You can't really say... Oh, she doesn't know what she's missing because she has had, but she, she had it, and she clearly didn't miss it. <laughs> Thank you, Niles. <laughs> he's talking about like he doesn't want to like go through there in case like she dies, and she doesn't feel the same. And his mind goes, "I smell chicken." Oh, thank oh, you, Dad. Well, you know what? If I make you happy, I'll go there and I'll ask her out tomorrow. And he storms off like, no, "I just thought I, I smelled, smelled dinner." I just thought I smelled dinner. But it, cut, it cuts to him going to Kate's door. Uh, no, she's uh, they're getting in the elevator. Oh, at work, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the station, yeah, like I'm just going down. To, uh, like, I'm just going down to Bill, and you're like, oh, already doing the like he's talking and, like, and he's talking a bit boring like work stuff because it's like oh, all he's gonna talk about is work stuff and like he's as he's done, she's she starts fantasizing. She starts things about when they were in the elevator back in episode seven, mm. and uh, she's like, did I push the right button? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> just wait till he's just drifting on. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, sorry, yeah, yeah. yes. And then, like, as he's right, he's just about, he finally, like, asked about it. She's just like, sort of like, Fraser, I'm leaving KACL. I'm moving back to Chicago. I'm leaving on the red eye tonight. I thought, considering our history together, I should tell you. I was going to say, like, if you're leaving that evening, like, and, you're, and he's the first person to tell him, like, like, when are you going to tell everybody fucking else? <laughs> like, how last minute was this decision, Kate? Yeah, yeah. Fucking sort your priorities, and you're the station manager. But do you, do you think she did this though because she had, like, she felt tension because of her feelings towards him as well? Do you think that was a part of her decision? What, what, what do you go back to Chicago? I think it was more yeah. like, they, like the station, they like, asked her, like, you're being promoted, do you need to go back? And it was a case, like, she was like, just, just wants to tell Frazier, like, look, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. Whatever then, you were going to do, you yeah. probably can do now. Yeah. But, like, he, but, He's getting ready for his date, that blind date with that woman. Like, she's a art director, or is it part director? I can't remember which one. <laughs> and then Mark, the phone rings and Martin picks up like, "Hello, Niles. Nobody no, was mean to you last night. Of course you can come <laughs> over. All right, bye." Dong. <laughs> Literally, as he's put the phone down. <laughs> I find that very funny. <laughs> And Niles comes in. He's, Niles, no one was mean to you last night. He's wearing this weird, like, jumper thing as well. Yeah, he's not Niles, Niles in a jumper. I know. 
But uh, he's coming over like I brought some I got some movies. Uh the VCR is busted. No subtitles this time. What? I picked I picked up Casablanca and the way we were. Look, wait. No subtitles this time. Oh that's right, I got a fix. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were in a classic Casablanca. I'm like, oh I love that movie. When Humphrey Bogart convinces was it Ingrid Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman to get on that that plane with Laszlo to go help fight Nazis. Even though he knows he loves her. What's an ending? Well, I guess I need to finally see that one. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I know where it is. I haven't seen Casablanca. I have it and haven't watched it yet. When did you get it? A while ago. <laughs> it's one of, you know one of those ones that you buy it and you go, I really should watch that. It's a classic movie. I should see it. And it's one of the ones like you think about classic like film buffs that are always well, always going about, but yet you haven't seen like that and Citizen Kane. That's yeah, I've never seen that either. Yeah, oh, well, I do. I do. I will admit to having quite a nice collection of film noirs in the room. Huh. You know, your old classic yeah. black and whites. I, I just remember when the Simpsons went and I got Hollywood memorabilia, and there's a cane from Citizen Kane. There wasn't any cane in Citizen Kane. <laughs> there's a script from the cable guy. Well, Girl, you nearly ruined Jim Carrey's career. <laughs> <laughs> uh. do, you know, do you know that role was originally supposed to go to Chris Farley? What, the cable guy? Yeah. That would have been even weirder than seeing Jim Carrey in that Wouldn't role. It? But obviously Farley he, died. Uh, <laughs> right, that was it. That was the only thing standing his way. If only he hadn't died. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way he said, like, ah, but he died. No, he he was supposed to yeah. do that, and he was supposed to do a biopic of Fatty Arbuckle. And he was supposed to be Shrek as well. He had recorded about ninety percent of yeah. the dialogue. That's why Mike Myers chose to be Scottish. He wanted to set his thing apart. Is very apart from what Chris Farley would have done. Yeah, you can you can you can hear a bit of Farley's dialogue on YouTube and yeah. such. So, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like they ah he'll run a big stupid ugly ogre, uh, but with yeah. him and Donkey while outside the cave. Uh, would it be interesting to see if the yeah. franchise would have went as far as it has gone? Yeah. You know, because they have squeezed the shit out of that, like like yeah. money wise. Yeah, I know. But we've gotten really sidetracked, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we have. So just we went he's dead, like it's mainly the Mark one. Oh, your mother would know this one. Too bad she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, he comes in like, oh, like, and they're talking like so. As with well, there goes my need to see that one. He just tosses it in like, and Peter goes, he loves her and he he still lets her go. Wonder why Bogey did that. Well, why don't we watch the movie and then find out? <laughs> because she needed to fight. That's what needed to help fight the Nazis. Oh, hell with the Nazis. Like, you're not going to turn down a woman like... Like Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's he going to do? Help help the Nazis? Like, see, see, like, it's all part of Bogie's character. If, and if they start... They start describing, out, like... Niles sits out they're just describing the, the, develop, the development of the character and then the, purpose, the meaning behind the ending and all that. Like, yeah. he goes from a cynical playboy to this romantic... And he's being selfless and letting her go. Like, yeah. oh, why don't you put on a bunch of trench coats and act it out? out. And like, she's gone. She's going to fight the Nazis. Go, no, she's not. She's going to Chicago to help a local radio station. Become <laughs> a local talk- country radio station. Go, go to an all talk format. I'm going to go stop kicking on that plane. What about if your date shows up? I don't know. Tell her I'm having a sick friend. Or, Just tell her the truth. Sometimes two people are meant to be together. Oh, just like at the end of the way we yeah. were. And that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> thing Nails probably tosses. <laughs> And then he goes to Kate's door, like, it's about your turn. Yeah, he goes to her door and he, he, he intends to he, let her know how he feels. And he starts explaining, as he starts explaining it, he then goes into the monologue from the end of Casablanca. Mm. 
If you get on that plane, we'll yeah, regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon. Uh, one day. For the rest of our lives. For the rest of our lives. <laughs> like, what do you say? Like, I, I want to ask you, and then... Or and then you, what do you think? And then some guy appears. Yeah. What? First, more well, important, more importantly, what, what do you, you think? think? <laughs> and he just runs away. Uh, I, I just... And more importantly, what do you, what you, you think? think? And then he goes back to the apartment and... Fraser Street sitting there with them watching the end of Casablanca and like all they all three of them Daphne the day and Miles they're all crying and Mar like oh would you stop you and through the whole movie I just and like no I'm not I have something in my eyes <laughs> or it's allergies or one of the two yeah, yeah. one of the two excuses and then he shows up and then he sees the woman that he was with and they go with and like hey oh like how's your friend oh well, he's doing very much better in fact they're releasing him tomorrow. After a heart transplant? Well, he's got, got an HMO. <laughs> anyway, we, we still want, yeah, so like, you still want to go out to it? Yeah, oh, and she goes away over there, and she goes away and fixes herself and grab her coat and that. Yeah. Uh, Kate knocks at the door, and she's all like, she's like, like I feel the same way you said everything I wanted to say, like, yeah. I was just some guy, like, he just came and wished me goodbye. I went over a couple of times, like, like I feel, and then she sees Frieza with that woman, like, you had a date with her too? Oh, sorry, I thought you were sincere. And she just leaves, like, no, Kate, please, this woman means nothing to me. Oh, oh thanks but, very much. Oh, I'm sorry, just, this woman means a great deal to me, like, I'm sorry, just wouldn't work out. <laughs> and he just, he goes to chase after her, and then she's thrown there in the apartment, like, or, Why don't you stay and watch the rest of the movie? Yeah, I think I've spent enough time in this apartment, and she storms it, and she'll have to awkwardly <laughs> wait with Fraser for the oh, elevator. Oh, isn't this convenient? We can right go down together. together. <laughs> so then they get to the airport. And he rushes and he hugs uh, Kate and like she's like she realizes she overreacted like I went yeah. for the last half hour for you to run down there, <laughs> and I want to say something. I know like we're gonna it's maybe a cat and a wee like carry on thing right, mm-hmm. but also we know it's probably just empty and like the yeah. and the noise, oh, magic of television, like we're maybe there's a cat in there right, she's when you watch the back she's probably shaking that thing about quite a bit when she's like hugging vision she's moving up the. Yeah, because she's probably yeah. like shaking that thing a bit like, there was a cat, poor bastard. <laughs> and I'm not even a cat person, but still. This may be the bit in the later seasons of Steel Game, like, there's not enough room in my place to swing a cat, which you'd once did, drunk. <laughs> Fucking whiskers has never, still never been the same. <laughs> so they're talking like, like, we're finally together. Ma'am, your boarding pass. <laughs> so she has to get on the plane, yeah. and, then, and then the guy comes on and goes, Yes, um, and definitely this flight to Chicago will be delayed. And she goes back up, I missed you, I missed you too. Oh, the minute you stepped on that plane, I was hoping something would happen to it. <laughs> so then they start talking, like they're trying to arrange a time for me to come in and see her. Like, like uh, I can't have to work. I'll come in next weekend. Oh, you can meet my twin sister. Oh, you have a twin. And then suddenly they start to realise like, how much they don't really know about each other. Yeah. So they start like talking to each other about shit like that. and Like... Like, they're all oh, favourite city, like, favourite musical, and I can't remember one feature that was really, like, posh, French one, it was, you, cats. <laughs> cats. I'm yeah. a cat person. I have a cat. I like cats. Here's the, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, what's the name of the cat? I want to say Whiskers is a genetic sounding cat name, but, uh, oh. Freddy, Benny. Um, let's go with Freddy. Okay. I'll post it when I post this episode in the Creature Fan Group. I know there'll be some people listening to like it's so and so name. Like, yeah, like, but you we'll, know what? We'll ask him. We'll, we'll ask him the Creature Fan Group when we post it. Like, what was the name of the cat that Kate had? But anyway, 
Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave. Okay, Dave. <laughs> this is Dave. Oh, and then Freezer like moves Dave. away from the moves away from the cat because he's got allergies. Like, oh, I mean, we can work around that. And then like, what do you like to do? Like, oh, we can go antiquing. Well, uh, did you not miss out a little bit with the shot? What shot? They're like, oh, oh, oh you know. Oh like, God, yes. Oh, we can we can work around that. I mean, I hear there's a shot. Oh yes, and I hear we're extremely humane. You made an allergy shot, didn't you? Uh, just actually just made my sender completely humane. And then just this look of shock on her face like, No, I'm not talking about I'm that. Not talking about getting my cat done and you did. You bastard. She's like, I care for you, but I'm not having my cat put yeah. in for you, you bastard. But no, like, so what What do you like to do? Well, you know, we're jogging. You're jog once when I was in a parking garage and a car backfired. Oh, well, what do you like to do? We could go antiquing. Hmm, I am not one of the people for whom antique is a verb. <laughs> and then the only ones where they quickly realize that they may not work with it because... Uh, I, li- I, li- I do like Kate's one where it's like, ah, you see yourself on a ranch with horses. I see myself in a penthouse raising, with children, raising children. Hmm, I, I like kids. I, I'm, I don't ever see myself mothering, mothering one. <laughs> <laughs> Also, when Peter still sneezes me, like, I'm sorry, I, I'm afraid if I put Dave in. I'm still laughing at the idea of the cat's name, Dave. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I think worried if I put Dave any further away, they're going to think he's a bum. <laughs> but like, after like, one of the ones, like, uh, like the, I don't see myself mothering one. There's, there's a bit of walkers, and I'm like, oh, we see there's an air flight. It can hurt. Yeah. And like, oh, there's another flight, but it's like the other side of the airport. There's one. Mm-hmm. And so she gets on the one day weird like car things. Yeah. She's like, it was moves faster with one person, so she he lets her like go and when they realise like this isn't gonna work yeah. out. So she goes and like she we he waves goodbye to her. Then after a bit of silence he'll hear he hears a cat. I just I like I feel bad for them well, just before that bit uh-huh. where they're saying bye and they kinda of hold hands like it's a shame love. Yeah. And they're like Yeah. And then he hears the cat because Kate Right, left the cat behind. Uh, like she, she, for, she loves cats and she forgot her cat. Well, they moved it away and they were worried about like making the flight because it was all the way on the other side of the airport. So yeah, like well, Dave, <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling this will be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Is Dave not what we can call him, Dennis? <laughs> Dennis the cat. I don't think that's any better, but okay, Dennis the cat. Because, well, Dennis, <laughs> this is going to be the start of a beautiful friendship. Well, Dennis. I walked to the next episode called The Friend. I, I'm annoyed that the episode The Friend is not about him and Dennis the cat. <laughs> Do you know, there's going to be so many fra- of our fellow Fraser listeners and watchers and shit that will read us to fuck for not knowing that cat's name. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say, and I'm sure you will agree with me on this sentiment, we are sorry. I know. Because we... We love the show, mm-hmm. we watch the show, but we're not going to remember every you know, little cat, detail. Be one like, How do you not know the name of the cat? I knew that name. I had the cat's name tattooed on my arm. <laughs> or some weird shit. It's like on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. I can read it every time. That's every the cat's time, name. Every time someone gets it wrong and I talk to them, like, you don't know the cat? There! there there's the cat. There's the cat's name. Fuck you and your wrongness. Ah. Like, this is the kind of person that has the names of the cast on each finger, you know, like, Frasier, 
Nails, Martin, Daphne, Roz, Bulldog, Gill, and so on. Eddie. Eddie. Anyway. Moose. <laughs> uh, we want to know okay, say why I'm... you're sad. I'm sad too. That was the dog psychiatrist guy. Ah, oh, yeah. Who played the dog psychiatrist again? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know the actor. But I do not know his name. I know his face. He's one of those ones. Yeah. You know that one where you see him and things and go, I know that guy. <laughs> anyway. Hey, man. Hey, guy. I know you. So You're we, in shit. So we go to the credits where they're, like, Daphne, I think, fell asleep watching the film. He's got a... Uh, yeah, Eddie he's, there, and he's trying to beat his sherry. He's, <laughs> he's got Eddie on one side, Daphne's on the other side, and he's like, Trying to reach his cherry. Trying with his foot to reach his cherry, just knocks it off the table. Yeah. And he's just like, Ugh. <laughs> He's just giving up. I've been in that situation before, though, when someone has fallen asleep upon your shoulder or something, you know, like, yeah. you're like, you, if you were a, if you were a more mean person, you could just go, get off. Get tough up. <laughs> but you're like, you know, okay, I can't move them, but <laughs> my drink or my, <laughs> my cigarette. I need my drink. That's why you. That's why you make sure to always keep it within reach, you know, because that way you can get it and you don't have to move people. But when you when you hit the second snag, Not when it. you get it, and maybe if someone's across your arm, you're like, well, well, you maybe if you have an available arm, you move it to that arm. But what if both your arms are? What if one of them is dead? What if you only have one? So. <laughs> Excuse me, Phil, I was not really, I was not expecting to be put this moral dilemma today. <laughs> Let's say you don't learn anything about what happens if someone falls asleep on your shoulder and you need a drink. Yeah. We, we teach you things on this show. <laughs> Maybe things you don't even want to know. Mm-hmm. But, having said that, Paul, well, this episode is done. What uh, do you want to give a rating now or wait to the end of the next episode? I would happily give a, a thumbs up to this episode. I think it's a, I think it's a strong episode, and it's, 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 it's funny, but also kind of sad that him and Kate don't work out because I, I know you were not overly keen, uh-huh. but I, I liked her character, and I thought she, she was good for him, and they were good with each other. But then that whole sadness of like when they really get to know each other, uh-huh. and yeah. like you say, just too different. <laughs> but as Fraser says, uh-huh. it's a shame, though. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame though. I'm giving it a... I'm, I was tempted in midline to up, but I think I'm more in favour of maybe giving this episode an up. Yeah. A thumbs up. Because... I like, there are, cause there's a lot of good things in this episode, like the Niles bits and the, the bit where they're talking about Casablanca. Yeah. And all that. And like, as much as I, I've had my issues with Kate in the past, she wasn't as... I wasn't as irritated by Kate in this episode as I have been, like... Mm. She was fairly decent for the most part because you know she wasn't in it very long, and like although I just one thing that issues I've had with this episode in the past is like how different Kate's character suddenly becomes at the end of this. Yeah, like you you've had you've found fault with the act, with the portrayal. Well, no, it's just like you talk about you see at the first few episodes she's in, she's like she's maybe like she knows a lot of the same culture that Fraser knows like, and like she speaks like the bit like she speaks Japanese and she says to. Nails, watch your mouth. Yeah, and she's going to the next Suki exhibit. Yeah, and... Like, so, and the way they portray her has been similar to Fraser, but like, 
he finds it such a note all which is ironic because a lot of people see Fraser as that as well. Yeah. And then you so, get so to Fraser, the end and so Fraser can't mm. like the whole thing is she's similar to Fraser, but Fraser can't see it. He just sees her as someone who annoys him and then by the end they're suddenly so different, she's all this yeah, she that, suddenly betrays this crazy cat woman. That is kinda confusing. Yeah. I'll grant you. But then again, that is one of the things we love about Fraser. The the countless amount of inconsistencies in an altogether great show. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like how there could ever have been a show that has so many inconsistencies and still manages to be great is in itself a pretty awesome thing. But then again, like the story of it, it really like it's one of the things where Fraser would encounter a similar thing later on to that weird woman who hills at the moon like Oh, the hair woman. Right, realizing that like the relationship they had was more physical than he realized it, and realized that on a real level they would never work together. Yeah, yeah. So in a way, like I get that, and it's a good like story for this episode, which is why I think I'm more in favor of giving this episode an up. Yeah. And I will, and I promise out to try and never mention Kate again or my my dislike of Kate again. Now moving forward, now that she is gone, she is never to return. Although it is ironic that Fraser in the final episodes of this series and series 11 is dealing with a similar issue that he deals with here, even that he's in love with a woman who is moving to Chicago. Yes. Which is a weird thing. All, all of the women run far to Chicago. I'm trying to think, is that maybe a coincidence or is this thing, idea like, because Fraser like, inevitably does go to Chicago at the very end. So we move on to episode 11, The Friend. The Friend. Tell they know about Fraser and his pal Dennis the cat, or Dave or whatever his name is. David Dennis. Dennis, if that is your real name, cat. <laughs> but anyway, we are in the apartment where we have Martin coming in with Eddie. He said, "Hey Daphne, guess what Eddie ate in the park? Uh, hot dog wrapper. No, nope, nope. guess again. <laughs> Cigarette bud. No, nope, nope, guess, guess again. again. And uh, he he keeps doing it like, oh, do we have to play this game? You, she guesses something, you say no, guess again. She makes even more wild like, out, out there suggestions. <laughs> you keep saying no, guess again, until she's blabbering like an auctioneer who, with a bad bladder. <laughs> until finally the point where she, where she, you finally tell us what it was. No point, nobody cares anymore. <laughs> I don't know who got this, but I think it was you. Guess again. <laughs> and then Nails comes to the door, he's like, there's a the half eaten lizard in your elevator. And that's the last hint you're getting. <laughs> and then uh, Nail says these tickets for some uh, something at the racetrack. Yeah. Like the horse is like, uh, oh, why don't you want them? Like he said, I hear he got them from somebody in his gambling addiction, like classes, like seminars. And he's like, oh, my, oh, Nas, why don't you want to go? Oh, uh, you know, short people and skin tight. Clothing, using riding crops, find me too much of Maris. <laughs> oh, Dad, you're Daryl. Do you want to turn on the horses? How about you? And he turns on down because he's got poker. Like, oh, I'll just call one of my friends. And then he goes up to the phone, but then he just pauses. Like, huh, first name name down my list, or back in Boston. <laughs> and then are like, what about someone from Yuango? Oh, no. Those pe- some of those people are just insufferable without a glass in their hand. Terry <laughs> Niles? Please. <laughs> And like, oh, and he, he names a guy from, he's like, oh, like, moved away last year. Oh, yes. What about, and he names another guy, I can't remember, he's like, oh, him. he never leaves Seattle. Exactly, they buried him here three years ago. Huh. Ah, oh, yeah, I missed him. Yes. In three years' time, when you think about him again, they'll be, be a void. <laughs> like, huh, I'm 
Oh yeah, how does this happen? I've been back two years. No, I've been back <coughs> like, over three years. Haven't made any friends. Yeah, I mean, have we have to forge any new friendships. And like, he's dad's like, well, you know what? You don't want to be one of those guys who get eventually get so set in their ways they're just happy sitting around with people who like just like they are. <coughs> he's just like fidgeting a bit in his chair while Eddie's rolling about on the floor. <laughs> Eddie and him are basically doing the same thing. Like, he's like, oh, I should. I Seb should. said that'll be me in ten years. You know. So we move on to the next <laughs> bit of steam. <laughs> Thanks for that vote of confidence there, man. You're welcome. God. Yeah, I'm here. I'm your friend. Uh, he's never like, you've never been like too good at making friends, right? Even when you were kids, it was always you and Niles. Always hurt up in the garage, at least until you burnt it down. You burnt down the garage. Yeah, well, Fraser, Fraser with his Bunsen burner burn. and me with my bug repellent. In hindsight, it was unavoidable. <laughs> but still, I made friends in... In college and back in Boston. It's only since I moved back to Seattle that I've fallen back on Niles. Oh, falling falling back, back on, on Niles. Niles. Oh, Niles, you know what I mean. No settling for what's comfortable. You know, sometimes we go out, I can tell what you're thinking before you even say it. Well, if that's the case, I'm sorry you had to hear that, Frazier. Seems <laughs> like this would be a good topic for my show. Making new friends. What are we afraid of? Oh, why do you have to make things so difficult? Look, if you want to be friends with someone, you just walk up to them, shake your hand, and say, Hey. How you doing? How you doing? Thanks, Dad. I can always count on you to not overthink things. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> like cheeky prick. Uh, and the uh, Peter's talking to friends like, well, why don't we open the lines up? Let's meet some new friends. It's all the like, why don't we? Why, why, why are we so afraid to reach out? And then uh, Ross goes, "Sorry, Doctor Kramer, you need to get a pause for this quick service announcement." Are, are you, you insane? insane? You know, it's up to every weirdo out there. Oh, but this is the kind of cynicism I'm trying to fight against. Doing it my first to not weird. <laughs> uh, I believe in the kindness of strangers. Well, I believe in the strangeness of strangers. <laughs> and like, you go like, well, we're back. Who do we have on the line? It's, I'm just going to answer his name. It's Clive from the coma. A new friend. <laughs> like, I, I agree, Dr. Kramer. When you say Dr. Kramer. Like, Why can't we just be friends with people? Maybe... I mean, we could together. meet up, go for coffee. Maybe I could brush your hair. What's left of that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can, you know, stroke your hair. This is the, he just seems all confident that he's found somebody so, like, so he has to go, you know, stroke your hair. And this little chain on his face, man, looks at Rod and he's giving us, like, sucking like, like, thumbs yay, up. like, yay, you're your friend. <laughs> he's and, like, then uh, he cuts to the end of the show, like, ah, oh, well, Billy. Oh, I'm scared. Yeah. Like, well, well, I... I am honoured by your offer of friendship. I don't have five hundred dollars to invest in your French fry vending machine. And when if if you in fact do get it off the ground, I suggest a better name than the Spuddy Buddy, <laughs> the one and only mention of the aforementioned Spuddy Buddy. Why were you hoping for more in the future? I was hoping for more. I would think that to be a good product, <laughs> a sp- but not a French fry vending machine. Some kind of kitchen product, the Spuddy Buddy. What's something that helps you dice up your? Your potatoes and yeah, chips. something helps you make chips. Your chip of chips, so you can fry them or cook them or whatever you do. Yes, your chips. We should patent it. Patent pending. Patent pending. We're gonna be on Dragons Den next week. Yeah, <laughs> Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast presents with Spuddy hey, Buddy. Buddy. Yeah, being but, being kitchens all over the world in about a while. <laughs> so just I'm looking at who your hair, we your hair is shorter than what Paul and we were uh, your personnel all over the world. You're like you're very much like BB there. We'll be famous. Become stars. <laughs> I'm a star. <laughs> anyway, that aside, 
Daphne was smoking. I was just coming up towards the end of the season as well. Hooray! But anyway, yeah. Fair thing. Right, that's funny, buddy. Something like that. And like, this is Dr. Who Ukraine, wishing you all good mental health. I mean that today more than ever. <laughs> and then, uh, that, uh, uh, Rosie said, like, I told you so. Like, you, you intentionally those people through just to prove a point. Are you kidding me? She hurts in the cause I didn't let through. You've seen some of these faxes. Like, you know, people are not, why, why are you listening from that strange? And he looks at one, like, well, oh, this, this one. <laughs> what well, no, you do? Oh, some of them do. Uh, need studying. <laughs> he was then like, oh, what about this one? From Bob. Oh, I'm a photographer. And he's really saying he seems like the most normal one. Like, yeah. It's like, I'll give him a call. Are you crazy? This guy could be a raging psychopath with a, a trunk full of de- decaying squirrel carcasses. No, oh, a trunk full of decaying squirrels. Squirrels. Oh, Roz. Don't be so absurd. Where'd you get such an example? Meet meet Tyler from Washington or something like that. <laughs> and it's just little jokes that, like, and then uh, he runs it and he nails it. The guy was like, oh, I'm glad you're here. My interior designer is trying to walk out if I don't choose a new new color for my... <laughs> well, if I don't choose a fabric for my new couch. So get you to go to I got a lot of samples here. Actually, Niles, I'm, I'm not here for you. <laughs> I'm here to meet a new friend. Um, oh, a new friend. So no more falling back on Niles. Mm. Sorry, it's, I, I worried Bob might feel the wrong kind of meeting both of us. Bob? <laughs> for someone named Bob? Bob? I'm not teaching you, like I said, I want to make Bob comfortable. Oh, don't want to upset Bob, Bob. do we? No, I've just been your brother for, oh no, 20, 38 years. And then, of course, Bob appears. And he's like, I'll just go home to my mares. Oh, that's right. Yes. Then he sees, like, there's a man over there who's, who says he's waiting for you. Ah, oh, that'll be what? the aforementioned Bob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes over and meets Bob. He seems like a friendly chap. He's yeah. Him, like, oh, I think you're brilliant and all that. Like, you like you're not afraid to be afraid to be funny as well. And he, Bob quotes Mark Twain like, the yeah. defense of laughter, no, nothing can stare. Like that's the quote. Something like that. Like, oh, Mark Twain in there all something like that. Like, and they talk about a first edition of one of these books and something being collected. Like, yeah. Like, why don't we go for there? That'd be lovely. Like, what what book you got there? It's my Bible, the big book of barbecue. barbecue. <laughs> In fact, like. Buy some Texan guy. You know, all Texans think the infinite barbecue. The <laughs> arrogant bastards. <laughs> arrogant bastards. And he's like, you like, you know, the key to a good, key, a good barbecue is right. Mesquite. Yeah, yeah. Soak it in water, but on special occasions, I'll soak it in beer. Yeah. Sometimes I soak it in sake to get that feel and. The oriental. Oriental feel. feel. I don't know if that's what he said, but it's close to close it. To like. You know, Japanese call their barbecues. You know, the Japanese call their their barbecues hibachis. Arrogant bastards! Oh, like do you enjoy barbecue? Oh, on the special occasion, you know, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July. And then, like, it cuts to like each of like a bunch of cut, different cuts around the the table, and Bob's still going on about his bloody barbecue. <laughs> like, do you have any non charcoal interests? Like, I'm a photographer. Oh. What kind of work do you do? Like, oh, I take kids' portraits. Down at the value mart. You know, where and he starts quoting the thing, but he's incorrectly using the, the, the air quotes. Yeah, he's like, where you get more bang for your, for your buck. buck. And he's like, well, how about that there? Like, and he goes, Bob, no, I, I'm going to say, like, 
He's about to tell him, like, ah, let's, let's take the down, like, this isn't going to work. Yeah, and then friends. once he notices the chair. He's in a wheelchair with a very squeaky wheel. And, yeah. like, and then suddenly Fraser gets him and he says, like, oh, I don't want to offend the guy in the wheelchair. You might think it's because he's in the wheelchair. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Tex Mix, you're making my language. And he's got his, that, what would you call that hat? That bobble, bobble hat. Bobble hat. A wee bobble hat. Mm-hmm. Like a berry kind of thing. Yeah, and he's, he's one in the chair squeaking. And then. We're in the kitchen of Fraser's apartment where Daphne's making him a hill shake while he's trying to have his, uh, uh, what's it called? His uh, fritter. Fritter. He's like, you need a help, help, good exercise, good diet, it makes you feel more positive. You want to be more positive when we have my fritter. fritter. And you're making a shake and it's all dark and like, oh yes, wow. not, enough, not enough beverages, create a good, healthy fritter. Kind of black foam. And he just leaves and like, oh, he tells like Fraser, but he's, he's meeting with that guy. Yeah. He's like, and then prowls on and on about subjects that mean nothing to anyone but himself. God. I can only imagine how that feels. <laughs> uh, well, it's over now and I've learned my lesson. And then he gets onto the door and Bob's like, howdy friend. Mm-hmm. He rolls in with his squeaky chair and he's got he's got bagels with him like, mm-hmm. and he's got a paper like, Bob, uh, do we have plans? No, I was in the neighbourhood. Did I tell you where I live? I I honestly remember not. <laughs> oh no, but it's amazing what you can find with the internet. Yeah. Which is very stalkerish behaviour. Very, yeah, I mean, it does seem a little uh-huh. odd. Yeah, but he's there and he's like, he's introducing himself to Daphne and Martin. He's seeming like, uh, well, earlier on, before Bob came, like, tell me this god awful barbecue place. All I could hear was this chunking of meat and bones being. Char grilled meat and bones being flung onto the floor, like, that's it, I'm having my fritter. <laughs> and so, like, he's chatting to Martin and uh, Daphne, and, like, they seem charm up, but he's like, oh, God, this guy. Yeah. And then he's in the studio, and uh, Rosa, future calls. Message from Bob. Message Bob. Bob. Oh, and look at this one. It's a message from Bob. Bob. Like, and she's basically giving this whole, like, I told you so. <laughs> like, God, I can't avoid him. He's everywhere and then he goes to leave the studio like do you hear that like like the squeak he's <laughs> here i can't hear anything oh yes only me and dogs can hear it <laughs> and then you suddenly hear the <laughs> and then you see through the, 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 the big window like you just see a wee hat just rolling along <laughs> oh, oh god he's here and then he just goes and hides and like oh hey bob it's fraser it rouses fraser like Oh no, he just stepped out. <laughs> Fine, I miss him. Then he, and you're like, oh, I heard, I talked to, him, I talked about renting that lease in that apartment in his building. Though that they might be neighbors, and you feel like, oh, <laughs> like, what's that? Oh, it's just feedback. Now this all, this equipment's all old and pathetic. <laughs> you're like, well, I'll see you later. I'll see him back at his place, or should I say, our, our place. place. And he goes away, and you hear the squeaking as he goes away, and Ross comes and like, well. Bob might be your new neighbor. Well, oh. bust out the charcoal. Every day can be barbecue day. Oh, bust out the butane. Every day can be barbecue day. <laughs> no, uh, he's not moving into my apartment. I just, I got, I to talk to him. <laughs> and uh, like, what do you say when you want to get rid of someone? When you want to end a relationship? I love you. I don't want to have your baby. Good. At least I have my fallback. <laughs> I just love her putting on the accent there. Now every day can be barbecue day. Just yeah. She's just properly taking the fist now. 
and then uh, Frieza runs into Nails and he runs to get his help. Like, to get all this ball bitch. He's like, Mark, now thank God you're here. That's not my usual. This, this other coffee is not for you. It's for my new friend. That's just some random guy. Oh, right, it's his, his pool queen. I don't think he's pool queen. Like, that man is your friend. Yes. We share thoughts, feelings. Today we're just hanging. Hanging. <laughs> and they're like, here, you know, I've got four other pools to clean other than yours. <laughs> and then you got he's trying to show the guy's sound. He's like, you know, when you said about having coffee. I thought you were going to bring me one. Like, you can, you can go now. You can go back to drink from the hose next time. <laughs> And then we uh, talking to Bob, and like, you know, it seems like I'm the only one calling you, stopping by, suggesting things like going for dinner, you know, shopping for hats. Oh, and he gives, hands him a wee yellow oh. bubble hat. Yeah, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't wear that. No, no. And what's that? Oh, yeah, no. No. Yeah. So basically, Fiji has to like bear it down like ball plate. This, we have to talk. Oh, like, God. We share, we share no interests. So, like, first he goes, we have to talk, like, Wow, serious, if we were alone, I would swear you were breaking up with me. And he's like, what you're saying. Yeah, like, he's like, well, he's like, oh, man. And he's like, we sh- we share none of the same interests. And <laughs> you're you're a great person, but like, you're like, I don't think, and he's like, why didn't you say anything sooner? I, I thought you might think it was because of a chair. God, which it was because of a chair. What? <laughs> At least then it'd be, it'd be your fault. Now... No, I'm the jerk. I'm the jerk. I mean, you, you just said I'm obnoxious, I'm boring. He's like, you can keep the hat and he gives him the money for that. And he's, like, fe- he's feeling... It's like all dejected and I just, I know, who's those people better than you? Yeah, and, and then Fre- Fraser does what... It's a, I suppose it's a selfless act. He goes like... Yeah. He's like, Bob, I was lying. It was because of a chair. I'm, I'm small and I'm, I'm petty and it's my problem, but yeah, I, I, can't, I can't get past the chair. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those things, because like, the whole issue is one of the issues that Frazier has built up in his own head that he often does, mm. like, at least, like, he's doing, a, like you said, a kind of a selfless thing, because rather than having this guy who obviously reached out for you because he doesn't have a lot of friends, yeah. has this guy go away just he didn't feel like nobody wants to, like, be around him because he's obnoxious, now, like, he gets to be the, the more high ground, he gets to be, like, Frazier's a dick. Frazier makes him feel like that to make Bob feel better, and, like, Bob leads with people so he now he's making new well, friends. In fairness, Fraser was hoping to do less and not have everyone in the cafe. Well yeah, but like at least this way Bob now has made these new friends and Fraser can go back to his to Niles and feel yeah. more comfortable. But and, like you say, Fraser's doing this and then some of the other patrons of the cafe are going over here because Bob's been quite like Well, you don't want to be friends with me because I'm in a wheel. Let's tear I've got a mole on my back, maybe we can't be friends now. Like, like people, it's no, it's no concern of yours. Like of all the barbecue stuff they gave you, this Oh, Bob, on. put a sock put in a it. Put a sock in it. With a fucking air force. Yeah. Put a sock in it. Like, right. But then, I have to do, like, argue against something Bob said, because while well, Fraser's trying to, like, make Bob feel better by playing the jerk, but you said flat out my chair repulses you. Like, he never said anything like that. No. He's like, it's not easy. Yeah, what are you saying? It's out of context. How dare you, Bob? Fuck yeah. you, Bob. But, uh, but it goes off all the people, and as he's leaving, he's like, like, to the people that go with him, he's like, Hey, you like barbecue? Who yeah, doesn't? doesn't? And Fraser's like, oh, fuck. And so then he just comes around to Niles. It turns out one of the best scenes in this episode. Niles just looks up and goes, kicks the chair out a little more. Fraser kind of slinks back towards the chair. He's like, ah, oh, back to falling back on Niles. <laughs> he's sort of saying, like, so, so, do you think these wingtips, wingtips go with these pants? Oh, they do. No, very nice. What do you think of tassels? Mm. I'm not much of a tassel guy. Good. We could get, you know, to go, he's just wearing something like a different type of hand. Like, oh, you'd have to go to Europe for something like that. 
Oh no, you can get them downtown. Who shops downtown anymore? Well, I do. <laughs> and then we go into the uh, usual. But uh, I thought <coughs> I was this was another episode, like uh, what this scene. Because uh, I thought it was going to cut to a scene from when they were kids, when Fredo tried to make new friends, and then ended up going back to Nepty Nails when they were kids, and they realised that's no, that's actually the episode where he goes to the, he spends time in that British pub. Mm. That Daphne introduced him to that when their kids goes. Why do you here, Fredo? No woodworking club today. <laughs> I've grown tired of that crowd. You got kicked out, didn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was going to be that scene, but no, that's a different episode. Yes. But yeah, they pushed the wheelchair out. And, and then during the credits, Daphne's trying to make Martin another hell shape, but every time he turns around, he's adds up to it, like he's putting that wee pastry thing in at the bottom. He puts a donut in it, he puts beer he in puts it. He puts beer in it, like, and then he just happily takes the thing, knowing yeah. he's like fiddled with it. Putting but, a donut and a beer in it. Well, if anything, that's going to make it taste even worse, though, isn't yeah. it? And he didn't put enough beer on it, he went, nah. Well, he's putting as much as he can do before Daphne turns around and notices him, because uh, if she spots him, she's going to start again, and then there's going to be no beer in it. True, true. True, true. But I would say this is another from, like, thumbs up. So even though Fraser's that he's doing that thing where he does, where he always overthinks it, but still, yeah. like, it's good. And like I said to you before, like, like every now and then I, I look at this episode like, with a bit of the falling back, and I, was, I see some parallels between me and my, my older brother. Oh. And that it seems to be every now and then I do stuff with my brother because, well, more less so now, but like I got a ticket to the killers because somebody pulled out. Ah. Or, or like I've been invited to certain things because somebody else couldn't. So See, you, I'm always. Are you I'm, the one that's like, huh, falling back on Scott, huh? Yes. And the one, and the one pushing the chair out in this scenario. Are you the Bart gun, or is he the Bart gun? Yeah. I don't think anybody else want wants to be the Bart gun. No one wants to take a smash in the jaw off Butterbean. Nah. Butterball? Butterbean? Butterbean. Butterbean. Mm-hmm. He a big horse, man. He a big guy. <laughs> I didn't realise he also had a match with Mark Merrill in like 97 as well. Butterbean. Yeah. Because yeah. Mark Merrill at least was at least like a Golden Gloves boxing guy. Mark Merrill was a dick. I don't like Mark Merrill. He's a motivational speaker now as well. Is he? Like, there's a really emotional like video he put up about how much a dick he was to his mum oh. when he was growing up. And then, like, getting a call when he was, like, off in the tour wrestling and finding it when he, that his mum had passed away. Oh, Sorry to bring my to tone, but... Also, yeah, I've kind of dead. Well, <laughs> until, well, I'm making you feel bad, like, you made me feel about Jimmy Dower, like, Mark Merrill's a dick. Ah, oh, did you hear about his story about his mum? I, I feel shame. That. You should feel shame. You feel shame. I'm talking about you. You feel shame about Jimmy Delray. Don't point that finger at me. Or, I'll listen to something to wrestle with us coming up to yours. And there was SummerSlam 2004. Mm-hmm. That was also in Toronto, much like this year's SummerSlam. Wow. And we, uh, they were talking about, at this time, Brock Lesnar's already left the company. Mm. He's starting his tryouts for the Minnesota Vikings. And they talk about when this time he gets engaged to Sable. And uh, they talked about a story they heard of it when Mark Merrill found out that, three, that when, a few years, a year or so before this, he thought he and Sable were going to work things out. Then finds that she's with somebody else, mm. and she, he's like, he's then like, he's threatening to like punch, punch or get into a fight with like whoever it is when he finds out. And then he goes, and then he found out he was Mark. And then Mark, Corny Mark Merrill said, then he found out it was Brock Lesnar. Then he quickly learned the power of forgiveness. <laughs> so like even though he's like the Golden Gloves like boxing guy, and he had yeah. that background. Even Brock Lesnar before he's UFC like days, he'd probably still crush Mark Merrill. Oh yes, he could. Yes. But we've been going for at least an hour or so now. And we've yet to actually talk about SummerSlam, so let's get into it, shall we? Let's do. Do you did you get a chance to properly like watch? I know you've seen bits of like that particular entrance. We'll get to later on. 
Yeah. But other than that, don't you well, get, how much does 700 you actually get to watch? Funnily enough, I got to see plenty of live feeds, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Not not so much footage, but audio. Ah. You know? Mm -hmm. I found audio. Yeah. And I managed to, you know, watch a bit. Because mm -hmm. I, I was flicking between YouTube channels, you yeah. know? And doing my best. I, I had actually tried to get the network. I had money for it. Yeah. And was completely unable to do it on my phone. Uh-huh. Because that was a pain in the ass. Because if I'd have managed to restart my network collect connection, I could have watched it on the on the Xbox, you yeah. know. But yeah, sucks. Yeah. Needless to say, I was unable. Mm -hmm. But hopefully, I mean, during the week, Brian's going to help me out and try it on the laptop. So yeah, fingers crossed fingers and all. Crossed, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the next big pay per view we've got coming up? Uh, Clash of Champions at the end of September, and then it's Hell in a Cell. So hopefully, mm -hmm. all things going well, I'll have it for Clash of Champions at yeah. least. And we've got another Saudi show in, on Halloween, actually. Yeah, who, who's confirmed for that? Anyone? I don't think they've made any make announcements yet. But, you know, they'll drag Undertaker out with for a bastard, like, leave, leave him be. Stop it, he's already dead. <laughs> but, they'll keep him wrestling until he's a literal dead man at yeah. this stage. Well, didn't, didn't he just recently sign a lifetime contract? That's basically what his trade is. I don't know if I've made this reference yet, at least to you yet, but I've made it to other people, like, there's a bit in The Simpsons where Homer has to crawl back to get his old job at the nuclear plant. I remember you're here, here forever. forever. I've a feeling that once Seeger signed that contract, Vince McMahon sent my plaque with that similar message on it. No, McMahon probably just got me saying it when done a Mr. Burns laugh, you know. <laughs> so, you come crawling back every Excellent. <laughs> That's... Feels like the best thing to do would be not to mention it. <laughs> but anyway. So if if Vince McMahon is Mr. Burns, what does that make Shane? Um, Smithers? No, that's not. He's that's Kevin, not right Kevin, if you make him Smithers. No, I was going to say, no, Kevin Dunn, he's Smithers, or Johnny Ace, he's Smithers. Yeah. Anyone, I don't know about Shane. Stephanie can be Mole Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Undertaker at this stage is Mole Man. Please kill me. <laughs> But that aside, yeah, it's getting to like sort of like my friend Gary. I told you about he took his daughter Lucy, yeah, to see SummerSlam, right? And that's what my friend Stephen from SSR we were at Cooper's. We were all reading at his watching yeah. SummerSlam, right? You lucky duck. <laughs> but uh, so we were all over at his, and Gary and Lucy were actually a few rows behind where the kickoff panel was, right? Yeah. So every now and then they'd put their head down, and we could actually see them. Huh. We were saying like, oh, where are you sitting? Out? And they tell us, we're like, oh, we'll get try and get on the network. We'll see if we can see you, right? And wave to us. Yeah. So, so there's a thing and Dave we, we love him but sometimes he brings it on himself because <laughs> let me tell you what happened okay. like, like Gary and Lucy put their heads up behind the kickoff panel and they start waving so we can see them and we're like oh we can see you like, oh look there they are there <laughs> and then Dave starts says oh there they are like, and then he goes hello and starts waving back like Dave this is the network it's not a portal to Canada they <laughs> cannot see us we can see them they cannot see us we're not looking, we're not, it's not fucking Skype. <laughs> like, who are you waving? Like, oh, he can't hear you now. <laughs> Go, Dad! Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, also, Gary took a Viscera section scene. Yeah. Because it's kind of a round joke we've got on uh, ESR Viscera. And, like, he took a Viscera section scene, but apparently he left it on his seat right when he, he went up to, like, the bar of the concession stand like that 
but he didn't want to leave Lucy on her own because he was just there too, so he yeah. took her with him, obviously. And he came back, apparently someone nicked the Vissera sign. <laughs> so either if, if there is someone else who follows the Vissera movement and also wanted to sign out of jealousy, or somebody working at WWE looked down like, fuck no, we're having no mention of Vissera on this show. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. But let's get into... Uh... Let's talk, I'm going to briefly talk about the kickoff. Oh, you're going to talk about the kickoff? We have uh, Oni Lorcan of NXT and, two of, and now on 2 of Lila challenging the Cruiserweight champion Drew Gulak for the championship. Yeah. Unsuccessfully so. Unsuccess- but from what I've seen, a good match. Yeah, a different type of match because uh, it's more of a striking, mm-hmm. hard-hitting so, style match. I was able to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know. Because Oni Lorcan's more of a striker, so there's like, the bits where they're basically just open pan, like slapping each other in the yeah. face and the ch- and uh, what I love about Oni Lorcan is he's just such a mental bastard, clearly. <laughs> because he's just such a mental well, well, bastard. Well, you just have to look at his Twitter. Two things what I love. One, his Twitter handle is at Star Destroyer. Right. And he tweets, he sends all his tweets in all caps. <laughs> all his tweets in all caps. So I just like to think the idea, even if he's tweeting a nice thing about his day, he's just basically shouting at you, Hello, I went for coffee today. <laughs> But anyway, coffee. But behind the referee's back, Gulak uh, like basically chops Lorcan in the throat mm. and hits kind of a cyclone like net breaker off the back off his like shoulders, and get picked up the win. And then uh, Gulak uh, Lorcan said like, "No, Gulak cheated. Like, give me a fair rematch." So they rematch on two or five live, Aye. and Lorcan kind of passed out from a submission hole. Mm. But then backstage, you're like, Gulak couldn't make me tap out, and then they had a bit of a brawl. And now they're doing a thing called the Captain's Challenge. We're basically a five on five match. Alright. And uh basically these big like teams um sort of like a survival series I, I, I think so. I don't know if it's elimination, I just know like they're picking five. Yeah. And uh the like, I love uh Lorcan again, another example of why he's mental is when he treated it the gentleman Jack Galler would be the first member of his team. His main reasoning was he was the first guy to be there to have my back on two of five life. Also he knows karate and has a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and then that Galler put a thing up of him putting one of the like weird cry like headbands on. Yeah. So, while in the background he's playing the You're the best <laughs> around <laughs> ah. But uh so I'm assuming that maybe Lorcan will pick up a non title like win over the champion and earn another title shot at Clash of Champions. Yeah, being the next two because they're saying that all that's where all the titles will be on the line. Yeah. Who knows? And Who knows? We had a, more of an angle than a match because we had Buddy Murphy and Apollo Crews, which is just rushly added to the, the kickoff. Yeah. So then midway through the match, Rowan would attack Buddy Murphy because uh, Roman basically interrogated, played bad cop to Buddy Murphy. Yeah. On SmackDown, basically saying like, "I know you were there when the thing came, like the the scaffold came down." Like, like, do you know who did it? And he basically forced him to get a confession of him. Yeah. And he said it was Rowan, and then. Rowan attacks him and goes to keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> I love I loved everything that followed on for that as yeah. well. Yeah, because like Buddy Murphy and Rowan had an excellent match, I think, on, on SmackDown. They had a really good match. Because yeah. one of the things like he, Buddy Murphy didn't win, but he looked so good, like he wouldn't like stay down like they had a point where Rowan he kicked down Rowan couldn't believe him and he catch him saying like, Who is this guy? <laughs> and then like he t- he loses to a spear right he hits, he hits the spear and does a full like 180 like flip. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and then he admits backstage that he lied, that it wasn't Rowan, he was just, he probably just did it because he was being forced to give a name. 
And now on this coming SmackDown, it's going to be Buddy Murphy versus Daniel Bryan. Nice. And Buddy Murphy is also in the King of the Ring tournament. Would that be... We'll talk about later on. Would that be on Tuesday, yes? Yes, it's coming Tuesday on SmackDown. Ah, Buddy Murphy v. v Daniel Bryan. Which is good for Buddy Murphy because before this, since being dragged to SmackDown, he wasn't even being featured. And now he's in the King of the Ring. He's had a match on SummerSlam kickoff. He's had matches with Roman and Daniel, and now he's in the King of the Ring and tournament. He's looked very good in yeah. those matches, so we're finally starting to showcase his talent. Yeah. I remember like his nickname's all the best kept secret, and then when he wasn't being shown to you, like they're taking this whole secret thing a bit too far. <laughs> and then speaking of titles, we had the women's tag team titles as the former champions, the Iconics, were challenging Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, the new champions. Alexa came out with her attire like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And then at one point, when she was in the ring of Billy Kay, she went like the, like she was maybe pointing the laser, like. <laughs> and but people, yeah, were, people were making a lot of jokes when they hear about like annoying wrestling fans saying there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they won. Yeah, they won. I think apparently the reason is uh, that the opponents were beaten here and they lost the titles. Apparently, Peyton Royce she's engaged to Sean Spears, the former Ty Dillinger. Oh. And they're obviously, I think they're she's going off to get married, so they had to yeah, take the tag titles off them. Right. Not that it would have mattered because they didn't really feature the iconics, which apparently I've recently learned is maybe because, not because of my previous reason and being thinking, it was because of the whole Sasha thing and how she handled, like, allegedly handled losing the tag titles. Yeah. But apparently Vince was actually didn't want to introduce the women's tag titles at all. He felt like he was kind of pressured into doing it. Yep. Which is not a good sign, but. I feared he's, but he's clearly very high on Alexa Bliss, given how she's been presented over the last few years. So hopefully, yeah. now that it's on, a, it's on one of the people that he's actually a fan of, then hopefully we'll see big things from like, because they at least have to be offended at Clash of Champions, because like it's the thing yeah. with all the championships. Yeah, definitely. And uh, they had a title, they had another match with the Kubuki Warriors. I've seen that. On, uh, oh, do you see the whole controversy? Well, no controversy, but. It was maybe like they put up the name of Kubuki Warriors and they put their Twitter handles maybe at Kairi Sane and at Asuka. But mm. instead they put Kairi Sane's Twitter handle and they put the Twitter handle of Iwo Shirai, another Asian female wrestler mm. in the company. No, I've seen, I've seen like, I was able to live stream Smackdown on YouTube. Oh, cool. You know, the full, yeah. the full thing. That's how I've seen uh, like the whole back and forth between Daniel Bryan and Buddy Murphy. Yeah, like, getting him right up in his face. Yeah, like, like just admit to me you lied. <laughs> Just admit it. <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> Don't lie to me. <laughs> and then eventually Rodin's got above against the wall and like, you got to tell the truth. Don't lie to me, buddy. Uh, tell the truth. And then, uh, oh. You lied, didn't you? Didn't you? You lied. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I lied. See? You told the truth, you lied. And apparently Brian has promised to reveal who it actually was and they have evidence next week Ooh. who it actually was. Who done it? <laughs> don't, be, don't you just love a classic who done it? Jinder Mahal. It was, it was Rikishi. He did it for the rock. <laughs> Again? Again. <laughs> this time he meant it for the rock. Ah, oh, he meant it. Uh, anyway. It was Dolph Ziggler. He's no dead nothing. Yeah. So I hear anyway. But we get to the main show. We opened. We had Pyro. I know. It was like oh, where did boom, boom, like, boom, boom. Like I knew. We found out a couple of minutes before the show went on there because Gary was near the entrance and he 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 messaged one of the guys like, oh, they seem to be set. They seem to be setting up for Pyro. Yeah. And we're like, oh, there's Pyro. 
Which is good because he couldn't have had Goldberg's engines without any pyro. That no. was weird. Like, and at least we finally got pyro for fucking Lesnar's engines for the first time in ages. Cause uh, I know. Where he just does the, uh, and nothing like, like no nothing fireworks. Happens. Like, it just makes him look like a fire. Like, why, why are you doing that? But even on the, on the kickoff show, <laughs> like, no pyro for the re-emergence of the rated R superstar. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, with Elias coming out, slagging Slagging Canada. Toronto and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then Edge yeah, comes out to defend his country. And then, like, what are they going to do? Like, we're like, oh, Edge can't uh, spear world turn. And then Edge hits a spear. Like, yeah. admittedly, a very safe-looking spear. Like, Elias just gently falls down to the yeah, ground. Yeah, but in fairness, I mean, he, from what I hear, Edge looked like he was psyching himself up. Like, am yeah. I really going to hit this? I know. You know, like, I know they didn't even do any. Like they didn't do fire for his entrance. Like I watched like that live, and it's just sad watching him come down halfway down the ramp and then go <laughs> like that, and you expect it, and you're like, yeah, you. It's like, it's like the same equivalent as somebody in a group of people going. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. It's just like, yeah, what, no pyro. Oh. <laughs> but uh, what was it? Then he does the spear, and apparently Edge has been saying like, "I feel like I could wrestle like tomorrow." Like he's claiming he, he's feeling like a hundred percent. Yeah, there's, but there's some rumors out there, and then some people are saying like Edge came back. He says he's all right. He had a spear. Some people are worried like, is Edge in for a of a Saudi payday? Oh, God's sake! Because like even though, like even like him and Christian, because like, Christian had a lot of concussion issues, but then he said he a while back he thought that. Maybe looking at the same treatment that Brian got mm. to, to help him come back. So, could have could we have a five second pose in Saudi Arabia? Mm. Think of all the money, like just five second pose. Because for just these five seconds, we're already being paid a hundred grand for this. It's these five seconds. Let's keep it a bit longer. See how much more money we can get. I wonder how much if if like it medically cleared to be in a ring, both of them. Mm-hmm. How much money do you think the Saudis and the WWE would pay? For Edge and Christian to come in, do a do a run in, uh-huh. hit a spear and an unprettier, uh-huh. five second pause and then out again. Pretty a lot because like like you said like the Sadie Prince would have fucking yoked his in the first time they went over and didn't realize he was dead. <laughs> Which is probably why I think they want they were they felt confident about putting Kofi and Dolphin when they went there last time because how behind and how starved Saudi Arabia are of. WWE, they probably thought these guys are still feuding. Like, yeah, these guys were feuding over the IC title when we last saw them, so this is a natural progression. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, so it's interesting to see Edge like, coming back and feeling like, because, like, he has to be at least, like, no, if not 100%, he has to be somewhat feeling good because otherwise they would not have done any, even any risk. physicality. Aye, because even when, like, they did the whole thing where Ron's threatened to, like, stomp on his, like, neck. Like they they seemed like very safe. Like they had the big show holding them very carefully. Yeah. So like even then, so if, like they has it has to be like making some progress at least. No, to be put so. in that situation. But the main show we have all our pyro, and we open with Becky Lynch versus Natalia in a submission match. Yeah. And I was so worried that it's Canada, it's a submission match. With, like, with, with, with a heart with a heart family member, yeah. they're gonna do some sort of screw job, aren't they? But we didn't. They have Earl Hebner. And I went, where's Errol Hebner? Because at one point, even Becky put Natalia in the sharpshooter. Mm. And I went, I put her from her SBR on Twitter because I was live tweeting. I went, there's a heart and a sharpshooter in Canada. Where's Errol Hebner? And somebody tweet, replied, he's probably at the back selling knockoff fiend masks. Because yeah. I mean, he got fired for selling knockoff merchandise. Yeah. And uh, he, 
So we had that. We had them doing each other submissions. We had Natalia doing a, a, a start shooter through the like the middle rope. Yeah. And some people were kind of confused about why like they weren't allowing rope breaks in this match. But like I'm like, well they said the only way to win is by submission. And the traditional way you grab a rope, you have five seconds. And if you don't, you're DQ'd. So if you're DQ'd in a submission match, then you lied when you said the only way to win was by submission. Yeah. So therefore, like, it's very different from when like when they tried to make rope breaks in the cage way, like Shane and Miz, and we were like confused, like, so are there rope breaks? Are they not? <laughs> it's a very different situation. But eventually, Becky won, and weirdly, the, the hometown reception for Natalia didn't seem to be as like big as like we thought. Well, like, there were definitely people cheering her. Yeah. But it was actually more even. Than we that we thought it was, and fucking the ice cream man is back again as we're trying to, as we're trying to do this fast and podcast. Yep. He's no, no consideration. No respect. No respect. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the following night, but until came out our arm in a sling, to give him this like promo talk. But it's been a year since like our dad died, and then Sasha Banks makes her return. Yeah. She comes out with her usual hair, which then she reveals as a wig, and she's now got blue hair. Yep. And I love. The consistency of Corey Graves consistent in his dislike for Sasha Banks, because as soon as she came out, he is right. Michael Cole is like shaking almost to get to say boss time again. Yeah. Like he has to be fucking tied down to his bastard and seat with his excitement. And Corey Graves is immediately like as soon as she's out, he's he's back to like shitting all over her. Yeah. And then she beats up Natalia. Becky comes out. She destroys Becky with a chair. Like there's a video I think where you can see she accidentally catches a bit of the back of Becky's head with the Ooh. chair. So I guess that's going to be where our, our Clash of Champions thing. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing because uh, you'd think, uh, cause even though she was on Raw before she disappeared, uh, you'd think she'd make a return to maybe feud with Bailey, not Becky. True. Maybe, but, you know. So, yeah, like, the match was uh, decent, but like I guess like they want to get a Canadian out there for the opener of the show. They're in Canada. Yeah. But, you know. But for me, one of the best matches of the night came next. It was weird that it was on second. Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yes. Goldberg comes out, he has his full like security entrance, he has his big pyro, and uh, right off the bat, ding, 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 Dolph super kicks him. Right in the mush. Right, goes down, goes for a penny, kicks out like one, goes for another kick, same thing, goes for a third, he properly kicks. <laughs> and credit to Dolph for his sale. And, oh, like, he sold the shit out of that. Sell. He was like, he fucking died, he hits it, lifts him up. <laughs> And as a jackhammer, uh, one, two, three, Goldberg wins in like a minute fifty, I yeah, think it was. Yeah. And then Dolph gets on the microphone and starts talking shit. And it's here that Dolph tries out his new gimmick of being the black knight from Monty Python. <laughs> Tis but a scratch. <laughs> you're scratch your arms off. I'm invincible. You're loony. <laughs> so he comes back in, Goldberg spears him again. Well, he fucking murders him and then he goes back up, he disappears backstage. Dolph's still talking shit. He comes back again. He slowly positions Dolph up. So Dol- Dolph can barely stand. Brings off the rope. Spear again. Uh, With three spears and Dolph is dead at this point. No, this is a point where Dolph's going, alright, quote the, the draw. draw. <laughs> you, uh, I see. Running away. You yellow bastard. I'll come but- back here and finish me. Come back here and get what's coming to you. I'll bite your legs off. Like, I put two guests up last uh, during this show. I think summed this up. One was the Simpson one, the stop, he's already oh, dead. dead. And the other one was the, because they'll keep getting up and talking, uh, but from Austin Powers, that we talked to that woman who gets shot, stabbed in, falls out the window. And it's still Why still, aren't you dead? Why, what? 
Why don't you die? Why won't you die? Uh, I should have put up the hill on the Tears of the Scratch. <laughs> like, later on, he says a similar thing with Miz. He loses to Miz on Raw, and then he keeps on trash. And, he goes, and he just, at one point, he even says, This is just a flesh wound. <laughs> and Miz thinks up behind him, hits him with a skull crushing finale. <laughs> anyway. But he gets tanned. My, as he probably should have. Uh, shame for him, but. Yeah, but you know, what are you going to do? It's hey Dolph. And. It's Dolph. We have on the, the third match was, I believe, Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the US that Championship. Was a great match. Yeah. Uh, AJ comes out with uh, fucking Carl Anderson and seemingly the fucking warlord with with Hoodie, Luke mm. Gallows' face paint. Yeah. Or as I put it on Twitter, when did Smash from Demolition join the OC? <laughs> but uh, Ricochet came out looking cool as hell. He just dressed like Nightwing, the comic book character. Mm. And. He did a cool spot where he hopped over both members of the OC to get to AJ. Yeah. He did a thing where, because his wet leg had been worked on, he did a springboard with one leg. Mm. But the best thing, obviously, was the finish. Yeah. Where he does a springboard, it looks like he's going for some crazy hurricane run. AJ catches him and hits him with a tails clash yeah. for the win. And then the Gals Anson hit him with a magic killer post match. Yeah. It, it was a decent enough match. <sighs> I'm interested to see where Warwick do you think is also in King of the Ring. So I'm interested to see where AJ goes. Because mm. he had the title thing with eight with uh, Seth Rollins and now which led to Braun Strowman coming out and helping Seth and now Braun's challenging AJ for the US title on Raw this Monday. Alright. And apparently Braun might challenge for the Universal title so I'm interested to see who AJ faces at like Clash of Champions. Oh. Anyway. Uh, moving on from that we had SmackDown Women's title. Yeah, Bailey and Ember Moon. And ah, this was boring. So can we just say that like the crowd won? was the crowd was pretty silent. But I think it's all of that has to do with the fact that the build, as I explained on our predictions, has been shit. Uh, well, the long and short list matches, couple of good spots. Bailey won the end. Yeah, she won with a Bailey to Bailey off the top rope, which was a cool spot, but. I don't think it was enough to really help this match. No, but it was it was done. It was finished yeah. to the end. Yeah. It ends. And now we're on to the next one. Uh, I think what was the next one? Was that the Charlotte one? No, that was a couple matches after. No. Uh, there's definitely something in between. Oh, Shane v. Oh, Shane Owen. v. Kale. Aye. Uh, was it Elias being named the special guest enforcer? Yeah. And I thought, well, why isn't Drew doing this spot? But apparently Drew was kept away from this. Because they didn't want to make Drew look weak. They would have distanced Shane from this. Nice. And I must say, she, uh, Drew on the Raw after this had a cracking match with Cedric Alexander. Yeah, he did. Because like, they've, they've, like, they've done a couple of matches before this. And, like I've never been really into this whole feud. And, like, why are they keeping this going? But like Cedric, much like Buddy Murphy, even though he didn't win, he gave a good account. He said like, yeah. he had that, that the Spanish fly. Like the bit where he flips over. Like, and the moves and carries to do off the top. Yeah. And like, John Morrison used to do it enough. Uh, Drew hits like a version of like the air raid crash, like the kills it cross off the middle rope. Mm. But like he manages to get uh Edric does a spring off the ropes, Drew ducks, ducks another move, hits him with a cracking claymore. Oh, built to a claymore. Oh. It was like a running claymore kind of thing. Yeah, actually like I just love how how, how he can just hit the claymore for just like from nowhere yeah. sometimes. It's like his version of like I'll kill it nowhere. Yeah. claymore at a nowhere. Mm-hmm. Anywhere as he would call yeah, it. Anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, but then we had Shane, you know, and uh, we had AJ, we had Shane trying to get uh, 
Kyo counted out, which I'm trying to use a chair to get Kyo disqualified because obviously, even if it's by DQ or count out, if, if Kevin Owens loses, he must leave. So for Shane, a win's a win. We had uh, Elias pulling the referee out when it looked like Kyo was going to win. He had him putting mm. Shane's foot on the rope. Yeah. And then eventually, if he get when Kyo gets to take out Elias, he accidentally knocks into the ref as well. Mm. So the ref's out. And then Elias tries to interfere against the wildly reactional referees that Owens just beats his shit out of Elias with a chair. <laughs> and then he goes out Shane with it, but the referee gets back up and tells him, like, don't do it. And then he's tempted to do it, and like, oh, don't do it, Kevin. <laughs> so then as the referee grabs the chair and goes to take it away, Kevin he Owens hoofs him. Right in the nuts. Right in the Davina McCall's, as Winston would say. <laughs> and then hits the stunner and wins. Yep. And then, like, it's, ah, oh, it's good that he won, but the feud is clearly continuing. I know. Because they're probably like, like he should have been Shane should have just been killed here but then they're like nah they're probably thinking nah Hell and Cell's coming up we'll have him killed dead we'll have him get thrown off something mm. like, I remember when they had their first Hell in a Cell with Shane and Keo there were people thinking like people wanted to see a pop up powerbomb through like the, the roof of the cell like mm. like so you legitimately want Shane to die <laughs> that's what you would do unless you put, you, know, you make him go through the ring like like McFoley did he's going to die mm. anyway and then Shane came out on Elias, uh, attacked R-Truth backstage, smashed him in the back of the head with a guitar and beat him for the 24-7 title. I've seen that. And then on SmackDown, Shane confronted Keo. He fined him $100,000 for putting his hands on Elias when Elias was the official, yeah. technically an official. And he said, because of what you did to Elias, I gave him the night off and the 24-7 thing is suspended for tonight. And then there was a clip during the week where Drake Maverick... Uh, Apparently Elias tried to slide into Drake Maverick's wife's Twitter DMs and accidentally told her he's in the studio. So Drake Maverick drives to the studio in disguise and tries to beat him for the 24th title <laughs> and then gets his ass kicked by Elias. <laughs> oh, that was cool. Uh, so yes, clearly continuing. Even though it probably should have been a one and done kill Shane. Should have been, but yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. But what was next? I believe this is Charlotte Trish. And I thought Trish gave a really good account of herself in this match. She did, but it was still boring. I liked it, but like, like she gave away like, like she said before us in interview, like once this is it, like this is properly me now. Like I'm not coming back for any like one-off matches. Like this is me done now. So you probably feel like even though it was kind of obvious she would lose, yeah, like, it became more obvious when she said like I'm got, I'm done. Yeah. So like, oh, she'll put Charlotte over and away. But like there was a bit where she put in the figure eight. Or like the bit where Charlotte had up in a powerbomb position and then she that her can run at mm. Trish at the her, which I thought was a cool looking spot. I'll be honest though, I never really favoured her when she was active. I'm yeah. not going to miss her now. I, know. I, I have respect for her in the whole mm-hmm. thing, but she was never one of my favourites. Well, I don't want to say she was carried in this, but like I think oh, she, no, she wasn't carried. But she gave a good account of because like she's in there with Charlotte, who's a good worker. Yeah. So, like these two together, I think they were able to pull something up. Well, and it was the really fact good. that you've seen her pulling out the figure eight as well yeah. and doing it quite well was yeah. quite cool. But she did her all like the chick kick, the stress faction, and there was a weird moment there on the outside, and you just hear there's a bit of a silence, and you hear this one random fan going, I'm very stratified right now. <laughs> Go off, you creepy bastard. <laughs> I'm stratified. Well, obviously, Charlotte wins with the figure eight, and, yeah. and then at the end, uh, they leave Trish in the ring and she does the whole... She like, does her whole thing. Yeah. And you, I don't know if you notice once she forgets to go to the last corner. She, she's a bit get, get out of the ring and then the referee seemingly says something. Mm. Then she suddenly just goes up to that to another corner 
So basically, she forgot one corner. Mm. And the had to see her like, no, that corner as well. And then Charlotte beat Emberman on SmackDown. So I'm a feel, I have a feeling she's been like positioned to be Bailey's next challenger. Ah. And after the SummerSlam match, I'm kind of rooting for Charlotte to take it off Bailey. To be honest, with you. let's hope. Hopefully, and then hopefully, if Emberman gets properly booked this time, then she can take it off Charlotte. But we can only dream. But then we get on to what? Because this was between this match and the Fiend's debut, this weirdly felt like a toilet break match, which is which it shouldn't have, because this was for the WWE Championship. Yeah. It was Kofi versus Randy Orton. It was the dullest pile of shit. See Kofi, there was a woman on her phone, and Kofi threw a pancake in the crowd and hit this woman while she was on her phone. Yeah. I, I don't know if he was intentionally going like, She's not paying attention. Yink! Oh, I'll attack you with a fucking pancake, bitch. Pay attention to the wrestling, bitch. <laughs> then she, then eventually regretted it because then she had to watch this match. Yeah. Like, it was quite slow. Cause like, and I have a feel like some people were saying, oh, Randy Orton wasn't interested. Like, and you're like, who can he not be interested? He's in a WWE title match and the build to this. But then he probably then was told what the finish was. <clears throat> and can I just say, like, the, the finish was obviously Randy Orton goes up to... Kofi Kinton and he's getting in Kofi's family's face and Kofi snaps and he's beating the hell out of him and they both get counted out and then Kofi beats the hell out of Randy with a kendo stick. Yep. But like... The way I am right now that's about as active as I was whilst I was watching like, this. This was basically this was basically the exact finish they did for the day title match last year where Joe confronting AJ's family and then AJ hit him with a chair and caused mm. a DQ. It's basically the exact... Basically. And it's basically for the same reason like oh wait even though this is our bit, one of our regular shows of the year, we're not going to have a clean finish because we want to keep this feud going and we don't know how else to do that. Yeah. So we're just going to do this shitty finish. And it worked last year. Yeah, no. Not really, no. But... So I'm hoping Randy beats McClash as champions and then they'll have the rematch at like Hell in a Cell. They'll have a violent match. Mm. But, but Randy will win that because Kofi's got his rematch. Yeah. Because I'm really hoping like they don't wait till Hell in a Cell to give Randy the belt or even then, like, or I hope they don't like have Kofi just beat Randy in Hell in a Cell. Because like, he's, he's think, not I think, I think really he's getting over as a champion. No, I think he's I think his time is done now as a champion. Cause like, cause I hope they don't do a, like, a really another non-finish yet Clash of Champions. Because if they do that and then they go to Hell in a Cell, by then no one will care because they've done two non-finishes. Yeah, I mean, unless right, and this is just the thing, unless they can really tweak Kofi's character. Mm-hmm. You know, they ain't gonna get nowhere with it because he can't keep going with all this fucking new day. But he was pancake shit. He needs to be a fucking serious uh-huh. champion. You know, I mean, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't be a fucking serious champion when you're basically a child's character. I know. You know. But I know it was just. It, but, it sucked. It, it, it's plain and simple. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. But what? Count out pile of shit. Aside, aside from that, yeah, we get on to the next match build-up. The, the main event in a lot of people's eyes, yes, Pulse. yes. We had Finn Balor. What you mean the the entrance? That was the main event. We had Finn, <laughs> we had Finn come out in all white, a lovely, yes. lovely all white get up. All white, and then standing in the ring with the halo behind his head. <laughs> you know, it's basically, basically like the Undertaker Taker v Sean at Mania. Yeah, by like he Sean was all white, Taker was all black. You know, but then he's standing in the ring. And we get the intro to Firefly Funhouse. We really glad that you're our friend. This is a friendship that'll never ever end. But when the thing happens, 
Mm-hmm. And it, it goes all dark and shit, and then it comes up. And the very it style yeah. lettering, they let, let him, him in. in. And, then, and then that that kicks in. And I've downloaded both of this band's albums, by the way, that are on oh, Spotify. Code Orange. Kick-ass, yeah. Oh, no, you know, Code Orange, they did the theme song. I can't remember what the song was, but it was the theme song to Take Over Brooklyn 3 back in 2017. Yeah. And then when Alistair Black made his entrance... We, we had all these beer candles when I made these like these sort of engines, right? We had Code Orange playing a version, playing his song yeah. to the ring. The No yeah. Man Is Ever Truly Good. The, that one. The... Oh, but we, that drum kicked in, <laughs> and I was like most people I've watched on a review when I seen it. Yeah. I seen the light first, like you know the, the smoke and the Aye. light, and I was like, "Has he got a lantern?" Aye. Like so that was my first thing. I was like, "Is he got? Is he still got a fucking lantern?" Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I expect him not to have the lantern anymore. Aye. And then like, but when you uh, when but, it gives you a close up, but aye. And then like I was I didn't know like I thought like what's this words that they're saying? And I think I realized everyone in the next one hurt, heal, and then we we're like, oh, he's probably gonna have this new like music. Like I I just said a few minutes before he came out, but as he was coming out right before the music hit. I was gonna say, can I can miss his old engine music, and then we <laughs> got a remix to get and like we were all, we like, collectively me and my pals when we were sitting watching it, as soon as the music hit this first line of this remix version kicked in, we were like, oh brilliant, <laughs> like oh yes, yeah, like yes, love love everything about this. But when you seen him, mm-hmm. oh man, mm-hmm. you seen mm-hmm. that and. And you know the thing, right? You see him, right? And he walked down, and then you seen the thing fade in, like let him in, Levine. Yeah. Uh, you know right. someone's big. I guess up they've they've got fate. They're you know a gimmick's a big deal when they have their own special like font. Yeah, yeah. But then the thing that caught me, right? You watch him walking down. It's <laughs> you're been drawn in by everything. And then he did the thing that immediately reminded me of the Undertaker. Mm. Well, he gets to the end, and you see him, and he puts a lantern on there, uh-huh. and then the camera pans close across this eye-stitched uh-huh. thing, and it's grotesque-looking uh-huh. fucking uh-huh. lantern. Of his, like, face. Yeah, and then the Undertaker thing, right? He did the thing, and he put his horns up the thing, mm-hmm. and then he did that quick turn uh-huh. towards the, the stairs, and uh-huh. I went, that was an Undertaker fucking uh-huh. thing. You know, like that, he just like that, and then... Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like... Yes. Yeah, like the entrance alone, I'm like, I'm sold everything about this. Uh, and then they cut to Finn on the outside, and Finn. Oh, I looked like he had shot himself. And, and Finn's like, I'm a grand wearing mics. People can clearly tell I've shot myself. <laughs> He's like, Why did I come out as a demon? Why? Ah, uh, uh, you silly Billy. Yeah, uh, but and he, then he got his ass kicked. Like Bray does this weird, like you, you can tell he's moving different. His style is very different now. Is that weird neck crack thing? Yeah, yeah, and the the size of him. <laughs> I know he is looking. He like, is fucking. He's uh, huge, I'm and trying he's. Trying to think of a word I can't remember. He's a beast. Yes, he's he's looking good. You know? But he's like, and like Finn gets this weird like he goes for the sister Abigail. He never hits the sister Abigail, and then you see him like struggling with the whole heart yeah, heel yeah. thing, which is like, oh, like I wonder. And some people are saying is when he puts the heel, does that mean sister Abigail, and then heart means mandible claw? Yeah. Because they had Mick Foley on the kickoff, right? And they're talking, talking about, about being attack. on the and, like, and he like puts up like people like of the moves come kind of a joke because of the sock thing, but it's a real like nerve hold 
Like, the move should be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. And then Finn gets this weird flurry, like, usually, like, oh, fuck, is Finn actually going to win? And you're like, oh, like, no, he, he no. Gets to, like, he gets all his team is, like, sling blade, drop kick in the corner. Yeah. And then he get all of how they did this. He goes for the, he goes to the coup de gras. Break catches him, gets yeah, him in the mandible. catches him in the fucking face and yeah. just drags him down into the mandible claw so, like, and all, does it. All the, like, the timing of it, because like, it reminds me of a thing Jericho and Kane did once, where Jericho went for the line, so as he flipped over, Kane put his hand out and caught him and then got back up and lifted him and choke slammed him. Yeah, yeah. But then like he didn't like choke him out, though. He just pins him down, he passes it, and he shoulders on the mat, and the referee counts it. And that, so, I was like, like five minutes at most, I think, that I match. I think the match went just over three. Just over fucking hell. And then... Like, he just disappeared and then we see him like, at the top of the ramp with yeah, the just standing spotlight there. and then Finn's just passed out, like, not knowing really where he is. It, for a debut <laughs> and for a reimagining of Bray's character, that was fucking on Phenomenal. point. It was, there was nothing that was wrong with that, you know? So, something that's a really good sign, though, is at first I was annoyed, like, because I was getting to see him on Raw and SmackDown and he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And then the tweet came, report came out that apparently they wanted to keep him, like, special. And said, so they want to keep this idea of it. You never know where he's going to strike next. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. Like, keep that going. I want them to keep with Let it. Let them really build the character. Uh, oh, and, and I mean, did you see all the fireflies? Uh, the people still had the thing. Everybody had them. They are light, they light the way. Yeah. And did you see this cool video they put out with him as Firefly Twitter break? The, the Firefly fun box. The Firefly <laughs> box. Like, you get these. See, all these... These reminders of my checkered past. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you the video. It goes, and most what everybody loves, stickers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, <coughs> And then we get to the main event. The main event, which also had pyro. And yeah. Basically, at the end, it had pyro as well. It's Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. The one thing I will say, mm-hmm. great match. It was a great match. Great match. It surprised a lot of people. Yeah, I which, think this was the result as well. I think they were more surprised as well by the longevity of yeah. it. And like people, there were some notable boos for Seth because Seth has not been positioned well, and he's came out as a bit of a dick online. Yeah. Like he said a week or so before this, he's asked, "What do you think of Vinner? Will you shut up, dog? I'm trying to talk." Sorry. For a minute there, I thought the dog was listening to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's not there. listening to you. <laughs> It's an angry sounding doggy. Shut up! Anyway, move on. Uh, like Listen he, to me. He, Shut he, up! Like he, was asked, he asked a few weeks ago, what do you make of an intergender match? He said, oh, the, it's not realistic, intergender wrestling, like yeah, men women. He's like, we operate in realism, and then people were all, but then everybody's quick response to it not being, but we deal in realism. Like, oh, so then you shouldn't last more than two minutes with the former UFC heavyweight champion then. <laughs> What I did love is, like, he's got the rib, basically with broken ribs, allegedly. Like, yeah. he, like he had the rib bandage, right? Allegedly. He's got the, like, the tape around his ribs, and at one point, Lesnar picks him up by the tape. Yeah, and swings like, him around. He swings him around like he's nothing. And yet he still wins. Because he's, like, a close, like, 200-pound guy. Yeah. And yet he's been picked up by Lesnar like he's nothing. And, like, he said I've got some good spots, and I have a feeling that Heyman... Being the main guy behind Raw and obviously this being the main title on Raw now that he had and he's also involved in Lesnar's matches. Mm-hmm. He's he definitely had a part to play in making this match what it was and helping. Because by the end the fans were behind Seth, they were cheering the fact that Seth won. Aye, the aye. I think they were just cheering the fact yeah we got the belt back on Raw full time. But mind you, this is the most Lesnar's ever been around in his title ring because I think three out of the four Raws between Extreme Rules and this he was on. Mm. The only one he wasn't on was Raw Reunion. Mm. Probably because they didn't really need him anyway. True, but 
So this is really like what probably like three minutes of post at one point as well. Mm. And this is like the most like decisive like win of the whole feud because like Seth went at Mania thirty one cash in during the match. Mm-hmm. Their match at Balgrin twenty fifteen take her interfere causing a no contest. Mm-hmm. Mania this year Seth used a low blow and it was only a two minute. Uh, Stream rolls with a cash in, so it's the first proper match with a clear, decisive like finish. Mm. Like he didn't really go for the low blow. He, no. like, he countered the FI, he landed on his feet, hit the stomp, and got the win, which is a cool like counter. It was because you were just because what I love about Brock is the way he can catch you in that F five mm. out of nowhere. And people have talked about how good a seller Brock is. Mm. I think a big part of that is because he doesn't often sell because of how he's booked. So when he does sell. You'd notice it and he makes it's a big deal when he does. Mm. Especially for a smaller guy like a Seth or a Brian or AJ. Someone like that. So and then Seth holds the belt up and he's got all this pyro. Yeah, it's all celebratory. And unlike and, and unlike Lex Luger, he got a celebration because he actually won the belt this time. <laughs> he didn't yeah. beat Brock by count out. No. So you gotta wonder why the whole point what the whole point of this was. Was this meant to help Seth look valiant? Was this meant to help like Help SummerSlam tickets or something like that. What was really the point of this? Well, I don't know because a lot of people comment on the fact that he spent the first, the, last, the couple of weeks previous to SummerSlam on Raw, yeah, getting his fucking arse kicked, yeah, violently. But I think that was the thing that like, he gets his arse kicked and then eventually he gets to the baby, he finds a way to come out valiantly. Yeah, that's like the valiant hero uh-huh. face guy going like, look at me, I, I can adversity, ah, yay, look at me, yeah. So yeah, I think a decent show overall, and weirdly, we were expecting like, oh, this will be like four plus hours the main show with a two-hour kickoff. even though we were told beforehand, oh, the kickoff will only be, kickoff will only be an hour, and then it wasn't. Yeah. And then it ended after, it was only three and a half hours long, the full like main show, which is weirdly, for SummerSlam, especially in the last few years, is weirdly short. That is quite. Yeah. And, obviously we had the big announcement on Raw. Last week, that on this week's Raw, we all had the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. Mm-hmm. The ring it back. And the full lineup. Who's going to win it? Drew's going to win it. I hope Drew wins it. But uh, the full lineup is eight guys from Raw, eight guys from SmackDown. From Raw, we have Drew, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Samoa Joe, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin. Uh, there was one more. Miz. That's the, guy, the other guy from Raw. And for SmackDown, we have Buddy Murphy, Ali, Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, Andrade, Elias. Did I say Chad Gable? Mm-hmm. Did I say Benjamin? You didn't say Benjamin. Benjamin. And did I say Ali? You did say Ali. Ali, and there's one more. If uh, you didn't, you've said it now. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. And I think, hey, I think Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens. Could, especially because Kevin Owens go up against Elias, you know Shane's going to get involved. He's going to screw him out to continue their feud. He is. Probably. Which makes sense, like storyline wise. A lot of people are fearing uh, Baron Corbin win, or at least I think they'll get Baron Corbin really close because they know people will not want to win, so they'll get him close enough to them when he eventually doesn't win, they'll get a big pot. Like, yeah, thank fuck he didn't win. That'll be an interesting one mm-hmm. if it comes down to say Baron Corbin and uh, Drew. Yeah, I can actually see like the way like the bracket is. They released the bracket right, and the way like they are positioned because of their feud. I can definitely see a big possibility of this one the semi finals, the raw semi final being yeah. Cedric V Drew as a continuation of that feud. And apparently they're doing that MSG uh Raw and a SmackDown from MSG in September. Yeah. And that's where the semi finals are gonna be. Well, and the good. finals are gonna be at Clash of Champions. Madison Square Garden. So and like you think of like they've got up teen titles at the moment on the main roster. 
because they got like the two main world heavyweight belts. Yeah. Uh, they got the cruiserweight belt, the two midcar belts, three tag belts, two women's belts. That's ten titles. And then if you want to do some twenty four seven shenanigans, yeah. Like that's eleven titles, plus uh, a King of the Ring final. So that's a packed, like packed, cla- packed thing. Packed clash of champions. So you know, like, very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. A lot of, like, especially on the SmackDown talent, a lot of guys you wouldn't expect, but it's a lot of guys who haven't gotten TV time recently. So it's a good way for them to, really, like, get some get to get showcase themselves. Like Ali v Buddy Murphy is like the, one of the first round matches. It should be cool. They had a cool matches over the on two hundred five live. They had a cool no DQ match where Ali sprung off. I think went up, sprung onto the onto the announce table. And had a Spanish fly off the table onto the hard floor on Ian Murphy. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they've had some good matches, and I'm curious to see, hopefully, like, if Drew wins or whoever wins, that they get pushed from this. Hopefully. Because, like, I can see the final on the Smitten side, like, Ali being the finalist from there, and uh, Drew going to the finals from there, because that would be a good, like, big man v little man. But even if Ali won, Drew couldn't help with well, the size difference, could help make Ali. Because Ali was maybe have Kofi Kingston's spot in the gauntlet match mm. in Leo Mania. So basically, Kofi kind of took his spot. So maybe if they were to use but pushing Ali, then maybe this could be the start of that. They could like rebuild his push. His yeah. push, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you never know. You know. Andrade has maybe a good chance. I don't want to heal from SmackDown because like, he beat uh, Rey Mysterio in a two or three falls match. But he beat him two straight falls. Like the first and second fall, he beat him. Yeah. So like a quite a, a quite decisive win. I heard tell that WWE may lose Ray yeah. to AEW. Oh, I hadn't heard that. It's just you know one of those things you kind of half read online. You're yeah. like, oh, I need to it's read not, that. It's, on, it's online. It must be true. <laughs> <laughs> the internet would no, never lie to online, me. Online, so it must be investigated fur- further. Yes. No one would post something online without thinking of the facts. Of course not. No. I would. What kind of world would we be living in? <laughs> Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The real world. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm not just because I wink to a blind bat. <laughs> anyway, uh, on, we've been talking for quite a while and we need to kind of wrap up. We're no we time, I've no time to really talk about NXT, but I can. I guess I can talk about it in our next episode. And we can talk... Um, we're going to work out... I not really worked out what else we're going to talk about next week. I have some ideas. I'll talk to Paul a bit off air. But... I've had, we've had, it's been a long one, I've really enjoyed this episode, like, I was not expecting us to have that fun chat about video games that we did, but I really enjoyed that. We did, and it was good. Yeah. It was good for everyone involved. Yeah. But I think it's clear, like, there's only one theme song we can have to play us out. Hell yes. Please enjoy the remixed version by Code Orange of Bray Wyatt's theme song, or the theme song of The Fiend, if you will. The Fiend song. Uh, but remember, but remember for that, remember to like us our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Ram Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at scumcloud1996. Follow our Twitter at SP Rambling to keep up with the links to all our recent episodes and my live tweeting during wrestling pay per views. Uh-huh. And most importantly, don't forget to let him in. Hmm. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>